I just want to thank you guys for tuning in to the Manny Project podcast. Our episodes are hosted and playing on Podbean, but as of now, we are officially live on Apple iTunes Store and Apple Podcasts. So don't be afraid to download the app through your Google Play Store or through your Apple Store. Search the Manny Project podcast and do not forget to subscribe. My guest today is none other than Raymond Lee and... He's been a personal trainer with Good Life Fitness for about eight years. I used to work out, and I still do work out, at Good Life Hillcrest Mall in Richmond Hill. And Raymond is a personal trainer there, and I've known him along my journey. Uh, I started off at the gym there and kind of ran into Ray a couple of times. Obviously, being a gym regular, I'd see Ray all the time with clients. We would uh, communicate back and forth, but he also taught me a lot of things along the way that helped me improve myself and improve my health overall. Uh, over the last eight years. So uh, I'm happy to invite him to the Manny Project podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Welcome to the Manny Project, man. Thank you. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, so for a lot of listeners that don't know, I know Raymond from uh, Good Life at Hillcrest. Uh, I've known you for the last about seven, I want to say seven and a half years, maybe eight years now. Uh, I think seven, seven. So Let's my, say seven, because I think my seventh anniversary was just this year. So could be eight, close. actually. I don't I know. Think it's, it's, eight. it's been so long, John. I don't know. So I have been uh, at that gym for since about the end of 2012, maybe 2012 as a whole. So I, I know I've definitely run into you a lot. Oh, yeah. But uh, welcome to Manny Project, man. Thank you for um, This is my little home project as to like how to inspire and like kind of motivate some other people to do something better. Cool. And what other better time than, unfortunately, COVID. So yeah. <laughs> Always the best of times when to start new stuff. Always the best time, man. So out of, um, out of this... Mining Project, um, honestly, not a lot of listeners know who you are. Just tell some of the listeners about who you are, what you are, what you like, things you eat, like just anything about yourself, man. All right. Um, I've been a trainer for about like seven years or so. Before that, I did a lot of sales and actually IT. So I don't really come from a specific (laughs) sporting background. background. I did play sports. Um, It's funny when I think about what I did before, I was like, oh, I guess I was fairly athletic. I just never thought of myself that way. You just never applied it. Uh, not immediately at least yeah like i i don't think i you know when i was a kid i never thought i was gonna like i played hockey i skied uh what else did i do <laughs> uh, that was it maybe some soccer was hockey your first go martial arts uh yeah hockey was my primary wow. sport for, first sport primary sport i was uh, I, I think i signed up for like grade four and like oh let's try this out and my parents willingly did it so <laughs> Uh, and you're hating on hockey in the background? Uh, it's just just the Leafs thing. It's not like I like <laughs> hockey. Um, I don't mind watching it. It's just I've been so jaded being a you know I'm pretty old, so they still haven't won yet in my lifetime. Listen for the listeners that are looking on the uh, video. You're not old, man. You're not uh, old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not saying I'm I'm not old, but I'm not young. Uh, I just I've been around, so it's been a lot of disappointing <laughs> disappointing Leafs uh, saga. So that's mostly why I don't like hockey. Anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's nothing to do with the sport itself. But I, I um, so I did a lot of that. Um, I've been a trainer for about like seven years. I did some sales, but I kind of, um, I guess the evolution for me going from sales to personal training or like coaching, whatever the case is, was I did a little bit of sales for insurance. Okay. Uh, before that, I did IT. I was in been management, so I, I know a little bit how dealing with people. I really like training people. That's kind of what I figured out with my uh 
why I kind of went to training initially. You figured uh, that out while you're at the insurance company, I guess. Uh, well, I so like, like working with people? Correct. Well, yeah. I was transitioning out of uh, insurance because the sales job was, uh, the market changed. I don't want to just blame that. I really disliked the job any, as well. Of but course. Like the market changed, so it was not going to be as profitable or even like maybe as viable. Yeah. Uh, it was a lot of cold calling, a lot of stuff like that. So I learned a lot of skills, yeah. which really translated well to personal training. Like, you know, uh, being approachable, talking to a lot of people. So it's not that that actually set me up of course. For, for success in uh, being. Tra- and so what I was thinking about as I was transi- transitioning, I was training with a trainer, a friend of mine. Uh, and he, you know, I wasn't training a lot. I was just training once a week. I was trying to get into the groove of things. You're a client at that point. I was point. a client at that yeah, point. Yeah. And uh, after that, we did that for, I think it was maybe a year, maybe less. And uh, it wasn't a lot. But then I was like, oh, I should probably, I enjoy this. I'll do more of it. And so I jo- then I joined LA Fitness. Okay. Of course. Um, were you in this area the whole time, or like where? I was traveling where are you? a lot, so okay. it was really useful because LA had. I was uh, my head office at the time was out in Mississauga. Okay. So I used to travel to Mississauga. Come, uh, there would be a gym there. Uh, a lot of places I would go, different neighborhoods. So there was always a good facility. Yeah. And I kind of really enjoyed it. Um, it was somewhat because uh, you, you've done, you, you know, sales, right? You know, yeah, yes. Yeah. It, it gets really, you get really beaten down. So it's good to go to a different environment. For sure. So um, when I kind of started pursuing or thinking about training or like a new career, um, you know, I, I started kind of evaluating uh, what one good mentor said, hey, it's, don't think of what you want to do. Think of what you don't want to do. And that kind of brought me to this list of uh, well, I really like training. My, I spoke with my friend who was a trainer and he was um, I think he was transitioning to his own business in a kickboxing studio, which he does now. Okay. But at that time, I was like, oh, I, I really like this. Uh, one of my other friends, she was uh, she's like one of the most successful trainers at Bullock um, Women's Club at Good Life. Okay. And uh, she said, oh, I know the fitness manager at uh, our club, Hillcrest, which was Stefan at the time. And he said, okay, and set up an interview. So, you know, to be honest, to be to become a trainer, <laughs> maybe in good luck anywhere, it's kind of easy. Um, <laughs> I don't want to say that it's true, but again, it doesn't require a lot. You kind of at least to be in shape, but your knowledge, you know, they really try to teach you on the job, give you a of lot course. of opportunities there. So, but I didn't know that much, I don't think. Yeah. Um, I, I honestly say though, like I'm going to kind of butt in because yeah, yeah. no matter how much you may say that personal trainers, it's kind of easy to get in. Uh, we just talked about this before we started. There's personal trainers that are there to like just do the job, and there's also people that live it. So yeah. again, we'll we'll talk about that a little bit more. Well, uh, like, afterwards, again, afterwards. Yeah, like I think well, being a trainer to become a personal trainer is easy. It's hard actually staying a personal trainer. Yeah, it requires a lot of effort, a lot of work. You really do have to live it. I agree. Uh, and if you don't have that commitment in the beginning, because um, it's not like a personal training generally is a hand over fist type of money, especially in the beginning. Yes. You really need to enjoy it, I think. Um, and it is a bit of a lifestyle. It takes a lot of adjustment. Like your life is based on your clients and what time they come in. So the hours are yeah. really weird. It's not like a regular nine to five. Oh, yeah. Uh, right. You know, so I'm there, some, especially in the beginning. I was like there at 530 in the morning was my first client. Uh, sometimes 10 o'clock was my last. Client. Yeah. So, you know, and I would. And live. a nice gap in between. <laughs> well, sometimes. sometimes. <laughs> and, you know, you live and learn a lot. Like a lot of those times I was just trained too much. Like, you know, this is the learning phase of just work out and work out forever. Yeah. And, uh, 
Well, I was younger then too, so I could maybe abuse <laughs> my body a little bit more. Listen, man, I've seen you put your body through the ringer. You're yeah. you're very capable of a lot of things. Yeah. So uh, much more capable than a lot of people that are your age, especially. Oh, so well, like anything, I, I think it's it comes down to training, mental. Uh, I wish uh, you know I've 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 made so many mistakes. I've learned a lot from them. Fortunately, I've been willing enough to like put myself out there that I've been able to make the mistakes. And then hopefully for my clients and the people I know, like I try to give them better advice all, all of the course. time. Of course. Yeah. So even go back to like your experience of like being a client. Mm, yeah. So yeah. you were a client under LA Fitness with a the trainer there? No, no, no. Oh, this was was my, so my friend, uh, it was my bu a buddy of mine who was a trainer and he had his own, he was right now like, um, he was before he started his kickboxing studio and he had a small studio close to him. Okay. So again, he would, uh, it's a uh, not a typical arrangement, but he would rent the facility we would train there and that's how it went. How was the uh, the sessions at that time? I know you were kind of like introing into the fitness and like personal training world at that point. Yeah, like it was, it, he was good. Like we did a lot of TRX stuff. It was very foundational. When I think back onto the type of training I did, it was a really good, uh, again, it was uh, now that I think about it, I didn't have enough frequency uh, because I was once a week. One a week? I, one a week. That's as much as I'd love to say that that's enough. It's probably wasn't enough. I did a lot of walking at the time just based on the nature of the job, but I probably could have used more training. But, you know, it's costs as well, too, right? Of course, so, of course. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 we did a lot of, like, functional movement. Uh, he liked a lot of, uh, you know, you end up doing what your trainer thinks is the best. Of course. Right? So we did a lot of body movement, TRX stuff, and it was good. I, I enjoyed it. I did feel improvement. I didn't really talk a lot about imbalances and stuff like that, but I did learn on how to use the TRX. Uh, a lot of lunges, basic movement, obviously conditioning because it's kickboxing. You gotta, you gotta of course, <laughs> gotta do something. But it was really good. I enjoyed it. Good. I think what kind of comes out of this is uh, there's a lot of people out there that are starting at the gym and have had mm. a journey of being at the gym for like three months and not knowing what they're really doing or right. been at the gym for like eight years and kind of still doing the same thing. Right. So again, uh, I'd like to introduce Raymond as a personal trainer at Good Life Hillcrest. You haven't been anywhere else, right? You're only at Hillcrest? No, yeah. Surprisingly, I'm still at the same club forever. <laughs> uh, I've known Raymond there for a long time, and I've seen him train at the gym for a very long time. And he's also kind of made a bit of a change in your training, perhaps, perspective. Yeah, it's, it's always evolving. It's like, always an evolution. Yeah. Uh, so talk about like your first go at it, your first couple of times at Good Life with your first couple of clients there. What was like your experience like? How did it feel? <clears throat> it's, how, much, it's, it's, how much of an adjustment was it? It was, uh, I think, especially training clients to build the confidence was hard. Uh, I think I felt comfortable with the sales approach. Um, they have a system, right? Like Good Life is uh, a franchise system, or well, not a franchise system, but like they have a system. They're corporate, place. but they have franchisees, yeah. I believe. Well, not anymore, actually. It's All just corporate. Hard. But I mean, like what they did, was, what they were smart wa about was they provided a system for you to go out and sell. And, yeah. and gain clients and have an opportunity all right so the relationship for good life and trainers is that you know we're tech i would th i would think of us more as subcontractors yeah right uh, we really work for ourselves in a lot of ways so again being self-employed before and in insurance that kind of works you know the people who are usually the most successful i find are the people that you know really put the extra effort work hard put a lot of stuff in and for me, like I try to do a lot of learning. Uh, I, I thought that was really important because I didn't come from like a kin background. I yeah. didn't have a, a lot of like, phys um, I guess knowledge uh, per se. Like I did, I've always read uh, men's fitness. You know, we didn't have the internet as hardcore as we did when we were growing, <laughs> as people do now. We don't have like a thousand videos on YouTube. 
So, you know, I, I, I read a lot of fitness magazines, a lot of fitness. Uh, I used to work for a supplements company that did a lot of fitness. Okay. Like, you know, they sell protein powder or whatever that case is. But these things really kind of, I had like baseline knowledge, I would yeah. say. Enough to help probably the general person. Nobody yeah. with like exceptional pain or dysfunction issues. And fortunately, I was able to find a, a few clients that were... Uh, less knowledgeable than me, let's say that way. Of course, of course. Right, And from there, they got even, you know, I try to use a lot of modalities. So the biggest things I think I, at the beginning is like, your understanding as a low level trainer or a beginner trainer, you're in that stage, I think a lot of people call it the motivator stage. People are coming to you because you know a little bit more or a little bit more, but you're, they're there to motivate them. Yeah. That's like, I think as a young trainer or a new trainer, that's kind of where you, that's the role you kind of fill because you don't have the knowledge expertise. Yeah. I think that's, um, so from there, I think uh, I started uh, taking courses fairly quickly. I remember you taking a couple courses because yeah. I remember you disappear for like either a week or like a weekend and you yeah. take off with a couple of other trainers at the Correct. gym. Um, so yeah, what were some of the other courses that you took uh, that this, would help boost uh, your evolution? I think, yeah, the first course that I went to was with Darby Training System. So he's a, he's a fitness, uh, he provides fitness education to trainers. So okay. it's not for end users, it is for trainers. Trainers only. And, uh, well, I guess you, if you wanted to, you could. You but could. like his target demographic would be trainers. And um, this was probably one of the most eye-opening courses that I went to. Well, obviously, because it was, I did the CanFit Pro course. Yeah. Um, but this one was much more in-depth. It provided a lot of assessment tools. Um, I'm, I don't want to say I'm, a, I'm like an amazing student, but I really applied myself. I really took down notes. I followed the procedure. I try to really make sure that I was prepared and I try to take down uh, as much of it that I could. It's hard over, I think it was a four day course. Okay. Uh, we went to the good life downtown and, uh, you know, we went through different modalities. So first thing was what we learned was mobility. Oh, AKA stretching, whatever you want. It's called mobility now. So we learned use of a lacrosse ball, foam roller, banded work. And um, not to say that I use those now, but those were useful tools at the beginning. Yep. Around um, what year was this, by the way? Oh, this is... Because I remember you introducing me to the mobility oh, the that band. you yeah, tested. Yeah. Not necessarily just the band, but also you got me on that table. You remember? Oh, yeah. That was FST. That was later. That was okay. about like three years after the band work. So okay. The, but the, so this is... The band work hit first. Yeah. For, for uh, the first stuff that was assessment tool. So we learned a lot more like pattern movement. Um, so they teach you how to say, oh, th if this is happening, this is what is occurring, what's not properly happening. Uh, so it's more uh, safe management of body movement how to okay. tier pattern. Uh, they were really, uh, he, was, he was really good at providing information in a way that you could apply it to your clients the next day. Okay. Uh, there was some program design work, so they told you how to, uh, I looked at some of the materials much later. I should have looked through the manual. <laughs> I was like, oh, there's some really good programming here. Um, but I probably didn't do enough of that. Uh, so Evolution, man. Evolution, you, yeah. you know what you probably did? You probably took a couple of bits and pieces that you really walked out with Correct, and yeah. started applying that right away, which is perfectly fine. Again, we kind of talked about this before, but you can dive full in, head in, and like buy in, in, into everything, but you may not apply everything all effectively. But if you take like four or five things out of it, you apply those really well. I agree. Like I think from uh, even now, like I try to at least try to learn or capture something. Even if I go to any course, uh, if I, I feel like the value is if I can get one piece of new information that I can apply and do well, I think there's value for sure. to that, right? And, for sure. 
you know, it's easy to go to a course and say, oh, I just don't like it. This is stupid or what are the cases. But if you, you know, a lot of time, well, because I have to go to courses sometimes where I don't have a choice. <laughs> but um, these things like you, if you're always looking for that thing and uh, there was a lot of the, the problem, honestly, was there it was so much knowledge. Yeah. It was so much data, uh, so much stuff. We went through a whole bunch of workouts. We did a lot of this stuff. It was very hands-on, very practical. We did a lot of assessments. What did wing scapula mean? How did that shoulder place core? These are the type of drills for setup assessment tools. And the big one was really important because um, a why I was successful as a trainer is because if you don't, if you just go as this stage Standard. one motiv- motivator, oh, I'm just gonna kick your butt. Uh, you just got to do more reps. You got to grind. Oh, you're going to lose weight. Um, I don't think your clients are going to last with you. You're not going to have a long-term sustainable yep. business or be really great for your clients because um, when you beat someone up uh, all the time and you're beating them up in a way that's maybe not the best for their body, even though they, they're getting leaner or they get a little bit stronger. They may be asking for the punishment, but it may not be. It's not maybe the best interest for them yeah. in the long term. And I've, I'm guilty of that a lot, too, because, you know, you, it's easy as a trainer. You, you want to see them sweat. You just make them jump. You know, oh, my knees hurt a little bit. Ah, it's OK. You just have to deal with it or you'll get better. Um, you know, learning how to do corrective uh, diagnosing. Why is that issue happening? Um, because, you know, as I furthered my own uh, training, I, you know, I, I started picking up on all these. You don't, you know, when you, most people, when you walk in your body, you don't notice that you're having dysfunction. You yeah, just walk. of course. It's a very macro type of idea of your body and movement. Uh, but once you, uh, you start learning more, you start breaking things down and why there's their dysfunction. Why, like, why does my knee hurt now? Yeah. Well, or, or like, it's a typical thing. It's like, oh, my knees hurt. I, I just came to the gym. Oh, I started running. I feel great. I lost 20 pounds. Oh, but my knee hurts now. <laughs> and you have to go back and diagnose what actually happened. Correct. Yeah. Uh, and you know, most people, it's, you know, they buy a knee brace and they keep going at it because they love, they love. <laughs> That's what running. we're here for. They, that's why they love it, right? And that's what was successful. But the problem is, is that, you know, you don't realize when, you know, there's the old expression is practice makes perfect. That's probably not so accurate. It's like practice makes permanent, right? Okay. So what if you're doing the same thing in a poor movement pattern, yeah. uh, you're causing... So Mike, as I kind of realized more and more is that if I don't coach people well, mechanically, uh, these thousands of repetitions that I put them through potentially it's could... damage them. They may get the weight loss or whatever kind of short-term gains, but in like in 10 years, are their bodies going to be in pain? Because what's the most beneficial for my clients is that in 10 years or five years or whatever, they're still exercising. Yeah, They're still going out, doing decent movement. Again, we're not expecting to be athletes, but that they have enough capacity and know-how that they don't ruin their bodies in yeah. the gym. Yeah, That's the big one. I think uh, you got that from Darby, right? Yeah, that, that was your first Darby, one. That was How long like ago a, was that again? That was like eight, seven years ago. At the very beginning. At the I very beginning. With, I did that within the first three months of my, my I guess, job there. Yeah. Uh, I want to come back to um, clients getting beat up and recovery because that's a big one for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but what I want to kind of add on to what people have heard about Darby from you is also like, what are some other training modalities and courses that you went to that have helped you evolve along the way as well? Uh, yeah, so you know, because of Good Life's good relationship with Kevin Darby or the Darby Darby Training Systems, I think that's what it's called now. Okay. Uh, like, uh, I I mostly you know it's easy like uh, because it's a one stop shop. Uh, initially in the beginning, I I you know like I went there, uh, and then he had, he has a whole bunch of other courses besides this assessment. Uh, he had a 
No, I didn't, I didn't do the. I did an Olympic lifting course. Okay. Uh, I definitely want to dive into that after with you, man. Uh, yeah, I got a, a lot of questions about that too. But <laughs> sure, uh, Olympic. <laughs> I did an. Uh, it was like a two-day Olympic lifting course. I did a, their runners course. I did their nutrition, functional nutrition course. Uh, later on, I did a powerlifting course with them. Okay. Um, uh, outside of that, and the fascial stretch therapy as well too. So okay. they're linked. The actual course material or the actual mainstream provider is a company called Stretch to Win out in uh, Arizona in the states. Okay. So they to get the Canadian, I guess, component to register. I don't know. He became the distributor of that uh, technology or or that program, or that or program or that modality of stretching yeah. uh, in Canada. Right, so it's a, it's actually a, it's actually a good system, um, but I, again, I think I've evolved from that, and I think it's it provides certain relief and for certain people. Yep. But I think uh, stretching is great, but if you don't strengthen it, you won't maintain that um, gains of flexibility or mobile modality. I think. So I, I similarly went to the CanFit personal training. I did that for oh, the yeah, that's right. one week course. Yes. Um, so would you say that that Darby is like a whole separate? can fit basically um so i think can fit the can fit pro i like all things i think it's who you get with that fair yeah um i don't want to say that my can fit pro guy was uh bad uh but you know uh, i like one of my other colleagues he's a can fit pro trainer oh maybe he's not anymore but he was and you know if what he taught and this is again like five years later compared to when i or like eight years later than i took it i think the knowledge is better Yep. But when I took it, was it was just enough. Just bare bones. Bare bones. Just get enough. started. You know, you get some anatomy, right? You did the course. You yep. get some anatomy. Uh, they didn't go through, like, assessment tools at that time. We did a bit of program design. It was like a weekend course. Like, there's only so much you can really learn, I think, yep. uh, from that. So, again, the, de- the, the tier level at Darby was, I think, substantially higher. Yep. I, I really enjoyed it. I thought I, I, I came out much more confident. Especially when you're a rookie trainer, you don't know much. Of well, course, you think you, you you think you know a lot, but you really don't know a lot. Like like you said, there's stages though. Like you're yeah, that motivator correct, at the yeah. beginning. You're like you're slightly more knowledgeable, them. inspire yeah. them, and yeah. then you have to evolve because as your clients evolve, you need to evolve with them as well. Well, I, I think yeah, I think I think I don't know. Like everyone's a little bit different. For me, in my view, I think the the best way to help people because most of our people are you know they're, they're not like you know high end athletes. Well, Fair. maybe just for me. Just, you know, it's also where you are too. Yeah, where you are too. Like yeah. for me, I just don't think uh, most of my client base are, aren't aren't going to be high level athletes. There's nothing wrong with that. Again, I've have a, I have a few athletes, uh, but like the most people, they don't care like if they can bench press a thousand pounds of or course. Let, let's say three plates or whatever the case is or squat forever. They just want to feel better, lose some usually lose some body weight. And then, you know, feel stronger, have better sleep, all these other things. Yeah. And that's, you know, if if you, um, you know, just go through that stage and you just, if you, I don't, I think you're doing a disservice to your client if you can't evolve to the next stage of more improved body mechanics, helping them with their, because, you know, you, you can beat them up, but if you don't teach them how to recover well, you don't give them good nutritional advice, you know, that's being, you know, the workout pushing is somebody, one part. It's actually really easy. It, it does require, <laughs> you know, just jump a thousand times. Like you will be tired. That yeah. doesn't doesn't take skill to beat up anybody. Yeah. Uh, sure, you'll probably have fun doing it. Like you've got to be a little bit sadistic, I think, <laughs> to be a trainer. Um, I don't want to say that too much, but really, a no. I think you can be. Yeah. You definitely can be. Take out some punishment. Take out well, some anger. No, I think I, yeah. It's not like you anger, but it's like it's just it's part. It's like it's a little bit inbuilt into you that you 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 want to. 
give that uh, because sometimes like some some clients are are great at pushing they push too hard yes right so that's yeah. kind of like myself like where oh I'm gonna just go until I can't go anymore and then there's the other group that just doesn't even know where the the limit where is. the line is at all yeah, they, they're like so far behind the line they, they say they're dying but they're perceived <laughs> the level their RPE is like yeah, really low yeah it's so like ah, I'm like mm, I don't know. I don't think. Pretty sure you can go a little bit harder. So you know, it's finding that fair balance between where to push, not to push, and yeah. about that too. Yeah, I think it's fair to say that good life is. I hate to say it because I'm that person as well. Mm-hmm. But good life is for the standard everybody. Correct. Yeah. So it's not directed towards like an NHL athlete or Correct. like yeah. Uh, Toronto Maple Leaf or Toronto Blue Jays baseball player. Yeah, I would think like uh, yeah, if you're looking for like high end athletic, not to say that there probably are, there probably are a couple of trainers that are definitely are skilled definitely enough, are. But like I can't see somebody who's a professional or near high tier athlete going to that type of level facility because um, you know just a the equipment is different. Like you know if you're an athlete, you're gonna do you need you have different needs needs. Um, you know you have quite a bit more. Uh, field training well in my opinion you probably need to you need more turf you need more space you know the type of equipment that you need and you know like you're especially most it's fast quick movement that are cuts and things like that um you know it's reactionary time yeah that type of stuff is uh you not that you can't train it but it's something that you 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 kind of that's what they need they're going to jump a lot they're going to have high knee tendon more injury rates so you know if good life provided that it's probably a huge I think it would be a separate arm of it completely. Yeah, maybe, yeah. they'd be smarter. But, you know, they, I think they're, they're, they're smart that way because, you know, they, they know their pool of... They know their people. Yeah, you stick with general population. Guess what? Like, you know, most, most of those people have enough income. They can go to the gym. They feel comfortable enough. Again, yeah. it's hard. Like, you know, if you, you train next to like a super athlete, you don't want, you don't want to go to the gym. Like, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. my God, this guy just did that. Oh, yeah, yeah. he's walking on his hands now. Oh, I can't even <laughs> lift that. Uh, you know, th- these are the things that you're looking for, right? So. Yeah. So you've obviously been a trainer for give or take eight years yeah, give in, take, the, in the neighborhood. Yeah. So we talked about that uh, person that doesn't know where that line is. Yes. So as a trainer, I know you've probably had a lot of experience with maybe 50% of people or a lot of percentage of people that just don't know where that line is. So what would be your advice to someone that's out there gymming in that, that world, but doesn't know, understand or doesn't understand where that line is and how to get to that line? I think like one of the big ones is uh, most people like assert pain. Uh, you know, pain oh, is a man. good good methodology. Um, yeah. You know, if your muscles are burning and they're sore, that's fine. You can probably push more. If your joints are hurting, you need to push back. You, you're, <laughs> pull you're, back. Pull back because that, and that's that's like a, a I think a pretty basic and it, you can tell like oh my muscles feel fatigued versus oh man my elbow is just now hurting. Yeah. Right. That means uh, in most situations, you whether or not pattern movement wise isn't as good, or you're not using your you're overloading your muscles, and now your joints have to come in to really help in, or you're loading the joints up differently, and that's causing a lot of obviously inflammation or deterioration. Who knows? Or discomfort or whatever it be. Yeah, yeah, of course. Right? Yeah. So I think yeah, if you, if you need to push more, like you know if. Um, you probably have to do like a gut check too. Like, hey, what do I feel? Am I am I even tired after I'm done the workout? <laughs> um, but you know, you understand how you're. You know, I, I guess as well too. Like, you know, when you assess yourself, most people think they're pretty advanced. But you look at, let's say the the evolution of a gym goer or a gym rat or somebody who's just starting fitness. You know, within the first two years, I would say, you know, you you, you probably don't know that threshold. Yeah. Uh, and you're slowly trying to push past it and really. You know, as long as if you're if you're 
if you're the best way to do it, I think, is to record your your workouts, your stats. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, I think that again, as a as a rookie trainer, big mistakes before never never wrote <laughs> enough down of the pro- clients' programs. Right. So, All right, ten push-ups, and then yeah, four well, months later, it's still ten push-ups. Well, let's see what we do today, <laughs> or maybe you know, on me as a like, I had a lot of clients at the beginning. I was really busy. I wanted to train a lot. Uh, you know, I didn't write enough programs. I didn't write their programs. I just kind of winged it. Oh, then you know, I, I see this a lot, especially for a younger trainer, and I made the same mistake. It's like. Every client back to after they're all doing the same workout. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. It doesn't matter what their goals were. Three of what twelve. Their shape. Yeah, three all sets right, of let's twelve. Go. Okay, step up. Let's do some bicep curls next, and like it's the same workout, but everyone's different. So you 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 know that's that evolution. But that's what I'm saying. So in the beginning, you know, you're a neophyte novice. You know, these most of the gains you get, especially in the first few weeks, it's all neurological. It has yes. nothing to do with muscular structure or uh, your body per se. It's just your nervous system. Um, from there, like. Uh, if you record, you know where you're at, yep. then then it's easy, right? You know, oh, I did this, or at least have some sort of set program. I'm gonna try to increase that number. Oh, okay, great, I, I did it. Great, that's also good, you know, that's, and that's one of the easiest ways to progress. It sounds like the simplest way, because it really is. It is, yeah. But at the same time, that's what training is. Like, training is kind of simple, but people just don't understand how to, like, push themselves further or like how to like find that find that boundary of like their toleration so if their toleration is like 10 reps in the mm-hmm. first week like okay maybe progress to 12 and 15 at week three and four like correct but you won't know that unless you actually track it yeah like uh, knowing your weights where you you, you have it, it it's a big um it's a, it's not just a time saver but it, like that's the whole point if you want to hypertrophy Agreed. you want to build muscle you, the whole the science is progressive overload there's no way there's no <laughs> it's other, not just overload yeah it's, not <laughs> it's just progressive overload, overload progressive overload you know like uh if you especially like i i know it's a weird concept but like you know people who come in do the exact same thing you know their body they, obviously we we know oh, we, it bothers us uh, but uh you know and you know it, I don't want to judge because again, maybe they're just okay with maintenance, or they, you know, they they don't have knowledge enough to know the difference between that. <laughs> uh, but like, I got, I can't lie, man. So I saw you earlier this morning when yeah. I went to work out. Yeah, I called my girlfriend after I left the gym, mm-hmm. and I was so infuriated with somebody. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Doing the same workout or? Just oh yeah. Oh. And I know you. I know you know who it is. Probably. Holy smokes! But I was so infuriated. The same same thing. Cardio. Yeah. Yeah. The guy in the elliptical. Could be, I don't know. So, there's so many other guys. That do the, Brent? Sorry, I probably shouldn't have said his name. <laughs> but, but like, He's not going to listen to this. Don't worry. Yeah, it's all good. Well, he, he, he likes, likes talking about it, but he doesn't actually oh. implement. But like again, like maybe he, that, that's why it's hard to, to give advice because... Uh, whether it's receiving, but like, you know, they're comfortable. Yes. He's not, he's, oh, yeah. Oh, he's yeah. not a guy trying to uh, break any world records. He's just trying to maintain. <laughs> he likes the movement. He likes sweating a little bit. And yeah, like, I'm not saying his posture is the best. And, you know, he, maybe he could tweak out his nutrition just based on knowing who he is. Or just the workout a little yeah. bit. But that's the thing, too. Like, uh, you know, he. I think I, I sat down with him a long time ago and said, hey, would you want that opportunity? And he thought about it. But, you know, that's that's why. That's he's, all you can do. Well, that's, that's why his body hasn't changed uh, <laughs> bad or worse, per se, yeah. in the last eight years that I've known him, too. Right. So is that is it right? Wrong. Hey. If he's got no joint pain, uh, he's happy with it. And he's going and he's perfectly fine at home. Correct. He, he, like, Nothing you know, wrong with that. Yeah, like if it sustains his life, uh, that's okay, right? But but it's, it's like if you're coming to me for prof- professional information, uh, professional like service, 
obviously we're, we're going to try to improve that. Yeah. Like, and, and I'm sure you've, you try to tell people all the time, Hey, you know, maybe change, you know, and it has to be, it could be as easy and as innocuous as like just changing the grip handle. Yep. Uh, like this is the, some of the things I tell people, Hey, just do your workout in reverse. <laughs> like, you know, because switch everyone, it up, so, no, switch well, it not up. even switch it up, just reverse. That way they don't have to change the exercise. They know all their weights. It's just the, the reverse. You, whatever you normally start with is the last exercise. That's your first exercise today. Yeah. And then work backwards. Like that way you, it requires no thought, but at least it's different. Yes. How your body is loading up the muscles. And that's what your body usually craves in your nervous system is to really improve that. Yeah. And honestly, this is not a podcast of hate. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not, not hating. I just so, <laughs> naturally. Yeah. Or maybe I do, yeah. Honestly, it's not a podcast of hate, but uh, it is realistic that you have to be honest about where you really are. Correct, yeah. So if you can't look at the mirror and say, I've been doing the same workout for three months, four months, five months, eight months, a year. If you can't say years. that you've changed it, years, um, you're not really progressing. You're, you're, Correct. You're stagnant. And I, I know it well, yeah, like the minimum thing to do for most people that do on like a set program that I've seen is they try to increase the weight. Sure. Right. That's right. the easiest way to go, e I easiest, guess. Obviously, the easiest thing is to change the weight. Like you just increase it. Oh, you know, I did two plates last week. I'm going to go to two and a quarter. Yeah. Or like not even like throw fives on there. That that yeah. would be a, a good thing. I, I think like though, like for most people, what uh, that may not even be the best thing for most people. I think the most people that they should... I don't want to say this, but like the most people don't pay attention when they work out. No, they don't. They're right. very mindless. They're not uh, conscious of even something as simple as like their breath. Correct. Right. Which is very, very important, as you probably know, especially training clients specifically. You probably see people holding onto the weights and like holding their yeah. breath, and like you can see them physically struggling. But yeah, like I think that's that's one of them. Breath work, uh, just movement pattern. I think movement pattern is one of the hard ones. But like uh you can have a you can go do a workout and then you can do a workout where you're focused where i know they, they it's maybe overused but mind body mind body connection but if you really get that moving you'll get more benefit out of that workout for sure you'll probably f uh understand your muscles better your body f uh mechanics better yeah it is kind of i don't want to say sad but you know i see tons of people who do like elliptical they're reading the newspaper they're moving <laughs> and you know they don't notice that their right foot is completely open and that and why do they you know why do they have a knee brace on that same knees because that and they're doing it for like hours like, have you uh, are you talking about that lady with the newspaper <laughs> i don't know i don't know there's so many people there's so many issues if i had to talk to every person i would just i'd be there all day because there's so many corrective things that you can help people with um but it, at the same time it, it's difficult because like you know whether they're willing to learn footwear oh man uh, don't get me started on footwear yeah footwear is pretty rough started. too so uh i really try to uh, yeah, it, it is difficult. It's really difficult to try not to do too much. As a trainer, I mean, there's got to be a fine line, especially when you're talking to your clients, about not wanting to like stomp on them. Uh, so like, yeah. you don't want to you want to kick them down to a level where they don't feel comfortable to come to the gym or they don't feel encouraged to be there at all. Correct. Yeah. Like you need to find that happy balance of saying, uh, you know what, maybe you might need a better running shoe today if you're gonna actually like do ten minutes on the treadmill. So like, you do have to kind of like walk them off the cliff a little bit. Yeah. But I think in general, if you're on the client side and if you're the person going for training or whether or not you're working out, you just need to like be realistic. And a lot of people sometimes aren't. They don't have that mind-body connection whatsoever. 
Yeah, like most people just, uh, uh, well, you know, most people come to the gym not because they, they want to uh, improve their body per se. They, most of them are just trying to find fitness in their own degree. Yeah. Um, whether it's, like again, most of my clients are usually there for body composition change and smaller capacity. So they want to get leaner or whatever the case is. Yeah. And um, you, you can really just do that with nutrition if you're pretty good on it, discipline. Uh, the, obviously, the exercise really helps uh, maintain your, your shape. I think that's uh, one of the big ones, but I think that that's for clients when they come to me. It's you know, a they don't. The, it's it's hard, and you, you try to be really mindful of that because they're really brave. It's not easy to go into a gym. It's really weird. You 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 know, they're putting trust into your hands that you're going to guide them. Yeah, uh, and they're paying you a crap load of money. <laughs> like it's not cheap to have personal training, even at the lower levels. Um, it's it's really expensive. So you know, to do a really good job. Uh, you, you don't want to obviously obviously beat them down. Yeah. You want to. I try to use ways of encouraging them. So, oh, you did that one really good, and then they, you know, and you you emphasize what they did well, and they will redo that. Of better, course, right? So, of course. Obviously, if they're not doing well, there's other ways to go about that as well. <laughs> I don't say like I lead with the stick or the carrot, <laughs> but you know, sometimes you know, if, if you can be frank, have that conversation and. I've, I feel like the more you educate your clients, the more there's compliance, right? Yeah. right? As much as you can, you can beat them. If they don't choose to make that acceptance, you know, you, like I've, I've had clients. That's, that's up to them. That's a yeah. prerogative, right? Well, you know, everyone's at a different spot. Like I, I wish, um, you know, everybody was fortunate like me. You know, they didn't have to really worry too much about bills. You know, I have a sustainable family home. Like, you know, uh, my relationship's really good. I, I enjoy going to work every day. Like, I don't have problems going to work. You yeah. know, I live a fairly blessed life. So when people come in, they've had a rough day. You know, I, I try to be sympathetic. Of you course. have to understand that as well, too. So... Um, you know, like, and they come, you want them, the whole point is for them to come and enjoy fitness. Yep. And because uh, without it, it really, it really negatively affects people's lives outside of just the gym. Like, you know, their, their relationships get worse, their, their health gets worse. And, you know, they, they just go to the job, their stress is really high. You know, and a lot of uh, physical exercise can really uh, mitigate that. Like, yep. you know, like it's a good, good cortisol, hopefully. They're able to like definitely to release some stress. Stress, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Get some movement. Like our whole, uh, a lot of people just sit now as jobs, unfortunately. And you know, our our whole point of our brains, not even our bodies, was to to move the body. Yeah, to right? be active. To be active. You know, we we only in this last probably like hundred years did we not have to walk everywhere. <laughs> Right. So, you know, walking is gone. Like you, we complain about going from the car to the, the mall, you know, and then you have to walk. It's so hard. Or you have a far parking spot. Yeah, and it's yeah, the worst oh. thing ever. Well, you know, that can be annoying. <laughs> I understand that. But, uh, but yeah, like that's what we complain about. Right. Yeah. But uh, like you, people who don't move, who do start moving, they feel a great difference in their physicality. They should. Unless they have some sort of weird disorder, but uh, yeah, that's that's like your whole like you'll find a whole bunch of other benefits by just moving a little bit more. Yeah, and I think moving a little bit more is obviously important for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. But more. I think what's going to be even more important is that they're doing it uh, intentionally and yeah. efficiently. So it sounds weird. I'm only 33 years old, but I also feel pretty old too. I know you're. You're, pre uh, you're pretty old. You're yeah, old. pretty old. I know. <laughs> but I think what's important is as you get older, you just need to be more efficient at certain things. Uh, yeah. So if you want the same benefit, you just can't commit two hours anymore. You need to find a way to get it a little bit less. Uh, you know, I, th I think that's one too. Like there's uh, a term known as, uh, what is it? Just not frivolous sets, but it's something like that. It's like, you know, you're just, like, it's just 
reps for no reason. Yeah. Like you're doing it because it's said to do 12, but you don't have enough intensity. So it's just like a wasted rep or garbage reps. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I've done millions of those. Um, and I think that's the thing. Like if you want, uh, this guy, Matt Weening, he's a great powerlifting coach. Uh, but he's also too, he's like, he tries to get his workout in one hour. Yeah. Okay. And this guy is a, I think 300 elite. pound elite powerlifter. Power lifter, yeah. Very powerful. Does a lot of things. And you know, that's, it's a smart thing. Like, you know, most people don't want to spend three like, hours, three hours in there. Some <laughs> people do. And those people are there already because, you know, have the, what used to be social and some of it's just like that type of, that was their hobby almost. Right. Yeah. So that's their thing. Whereas most people want to go to the gym, get that. And then, you know, they have busy lives. Right. So yep. as a trainer, half of that's too, is to be efficient with their yeah, time, 100%. try to get as much of it as you can out of them in that uh, hour that, that I, I service. So, you know, keeping that in mind, like it's keep, uh, really trying to stimulate them and get them to move and, do a little bit more yeah if you can of course i think the that balance is important so like you said there's clients that come to you that have personal issues and honestly i'm not perfect yeah um, who is no one is but if i if i were to ever come to see you as a, my personal trainer i know that i still have like my baggage i gotta leave at the door because i'm there to obviously kind of work out but again there's sometimes it comes into the workout and you guys deal with it all the time oh yeah yeah like uh i don't want to say i'm a therapist but uh, again we do a lot of conversation like some, yeah you know sometimes some i've had clients come in they're not, they've had a horrible day and you know sometimes we don't work out and we just talk yeah. uh that's maybe sometimes they need sometimes uh, that's the workout that's sometimes the workout and you know yeah. like as a trainer, you're in a weird dynamic. Like you're really involved with your client. Like I see most of my clients two to, you know, usually three times a week. So as a, somebody you see, like I see my clients more than I see most of my other like extended family. Right. And they maybe <laughs> see me, they see me like two to three times a week. That's true. And most of my clients are at least, like, I've had some clients along for like three, four years. So I'm like part of their family or part of their lives. But not directly, because I never associate really with them outside of the, the gym. Other than me right now. Right, yeah. Outside of you. <laughs> but in their respective relationships, like, I know a lot about their families, their lives, their dynamics, what they're going through. And it's a, uh, it's like a, it's a comforting place for them to, to release where they don't, you know, I'm not going to be able to tell their spouse they're having issues or, you know, the other way around. Or they had a work issue. You know, I'm yeah. not related to their boss or their even the spouse, you know. So it, you're there to be with them. You're there correct. to work with them. And, and that's the kind of relationship I feel that it's built as with a trainer and, and with your client. If you're, you're fortunate enough uh, that uh, over time, like, you, you know, they not to say depend on us, but, you know, we're part of their their that relationship where we're able to provide, um, you know, we do provide a lot of like support emotionally as well, too. It's weird, but, you know, well, you can't. It's true. No, know. it's definitely true. Yeah. Um, as far as that personal trainer side and getting like literally personal with that person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think if you're either that beginner or if you're like kind of looking for that next level, I think that's where personal trainers fit in perfectly because it's, if you're not able to be realistic about yourself, your personal trainer will be realistic with you. Yeah. There was a, a long time study on, and you're just talking about intensity factor. All right. So, uh, when you're on your own, most people hit it only about like 40, maybe 50% of their potential, high potential. Even with a personal trainer, you only get usually about 80%. Yeah. Right? So because the trainer knows, like I, I know when someone's half-assing it. It's very easy. Of course. Uh, but uh, for them, they, they that's even harder. Right? So that's yeah. why, like even when, that's why it's hard to find, like, I, I again, women are a classic example of people 
who have been told and marketed to never lift heavy. I think in the last like five, five, six years or so, it's at least changing around. CrossFit yeah. helped a lot. Uh, women are looking very uh, aesthetic, like very, very uh, like muscular. They're able to outlift most men now, like, you know, the average man anyways. Like, you know, you've seen some of these things. That really helps uh, because I think one of the biggest concerns in the past was, you know, oh, I'm going to get a really male dominated biggie. industry. Oh, well, no. Oh, like, well, that too. That too. too. They're concerned that of too. lifting heavy would they make them bulky. And uh, n now at least you can see that that shift is changing. Yeah. So, and I think that's, you know, um, you know, I think, I, uh, no, I, I, all my clients are about 50, 50, but at some point yeah. I've had like more female clients and you know, they, they, they for sure are never aware of their strength limits. Oh, for sure. They're, they, for they, sure. they go well below where they <laughs> should be and need to be. not need to be, but they, they could probably definitely, they definitely can go more. more. It's just that they're fearful of like that yeah. image of. You know putting on too much muscle in six reps and, and you know like it's the you know the mindset's different too like women you know men like oh man i just saw him do that. i'm gonna try it too like it's uh you know that that's one of the biggest differences i feel it's like you know that's like the you know they don't want to push the limits nearly as much because they don't want to get hurt they're, they're smarter than us maybe <laughs> no they are <laughs> well, in many ways we know this but that that's one of the biggest differences is that they don't especially but i think it's better now like i've seen some women in Agreed. our gym that very strong and again you look at their aesthetic you would never imagine how strong they were based on their you look at their frames right so yeah i think that's a, a good thing i think personal training is it's like one of the more classic professions in the mm. fitness industry yeah i guess so yeah that's but true. at the same time like i said at the beginning like it's someone that's either committed to just being a personal trainer or being that motivator like you said there's that ground level and then whether or not you actually evolve or not um, you can only go so far with that ground level. So correct. Yeah. Um, for guys that don't know Ray, uh, he's been at Good Life Hillcrest seven years, give or take eight. Sure. Uh, I've seen plenty of clients come and go, but what's consistent is that he's consistently working all the time. So if you guys are really looking for a legitimate personal trainer, Raymond Hillcrest Mall, hook him up, hit him up. Sure, sure. Uh, one of the best guys I've seen there because there's only a couple of trainers that have really lasted the the, the time. Yeah. So I think uh, it's between you, June, and uh, Stefan. Stefan, yeah. yeah. Sarveen's been out there a long time, too. Actually, I think yeah. as a as a club, uh, I want to say that our, our – I don't know a lot of the other clubs, but we have a fairly veteran group of trainers. Trainers, yeah. yeah. Which is uh, kind of nice because that just means that the education standard is a little bit higher. Uh, I think the the training level is higher. The expectation is higher amongst you guys as well, too. Yeah, I, I you know, uh, I don't want to say we're caddy. But you know, like when we see new trainers come in, not that we should should be, but you know, um, there's always a certain amount of stigma because you know. Of course, I like, get it, man. Yeah, the, the the biggest concern usually is because a lot of them come in as the motivator, just like I did. Like the we we have that opportunity to help guide them and make sure that they don't ruin their clients um, because you know it's very easy to injure somebody, especially with lifting heavy equipment or things like that. Yeah. So I think that's one of the, the roles that we, we try to really do is try to help out the-, the Try to the, mentor them. Try to mentor them a little bit. Yeah. Not too much because it, some of them just don't last so you don't want to waste your time <laughs> at the same time too. <laughs> So, it's so how many times does that happen, man? Oh man, like I don't know how many how many trainers have come and gone since I've been there is ridiculous, probably. Like so, how many times would you say you've gone to lunch at Hillcrest Mall with like that guy? Because you want to kind of get to know him, you want to like kind of no, help I, him along the way, so or gone for like coffee or something. No, that doesn't happen, John. Oh, okay, doesn't <laughs> that doesn't happen? You wait at uh, my okay. So initially, I try to help out more. Whenever they ask me questions, I'm, I'm usually not too uh, abrupt about it. Uh, but if I uh, again, I try. Uh, 
I try to see them out for at least, will they last at least a month, two months, right? Yeah. Uh, again, we, we share a same common space, but one of the big things is that, not that I want to not waste my time, but if it's somebody who doesn't seem as like committed, are they just there to hit on girls and, <laughs> and be there so they get a free gym membership? You yeah. know, I'm not going to go and really, uh, because again, I, I've done it before in the beginning. Of course. Where, you know, you volunteer a lot of your time and after I have a family, kids, I can do other stuff, right? I can work out on my own. Uh, so a lot of times, like, you know, they, if, if they're not good, if, if I don't even see them, they're going to last like a few months based on their skill level, how they're training people. I probably won't again, spend engage a lot very engage. much. Yeah. 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 I, I, I know it's a, it's a mean thing <clears throat> and it's very common across all veteran trainers. They know that when the rookie trainers come in, we, we just, you know, you just let, let them be, them, let them be, let the manager yeah. try to manage them as well, as much as you can. And then you just try your best to, to kind of keep them in their own spot. But yeah, like it's it's hard mentoring them. Uh, I've been fortunate. There have been some really receptive people and uh, they're really good at guidance and you're able to help them. And some of them have been pretty knowledgeable. Like we've been lucky over the past few years. Like Afshad's a great trainer. Okay. Like, he's really developing. Uh, I helped him out a lot. I don't uh, see him that often anymore. This Does he come back? He's back, but like, uh, you know, we, we just, most of us don't have our full client roster. Yeah, right? And now it's specific time slots. So he's still that's there. True. Uh, we're, we're all still there somehow. Uh, and, uh, but yeah, like that, that's, that, that's the thing too. Like it, we're, we're fortunate. Um, I think because, you know, I, I don't know, even f- just for me, I feel that education is so important because I've learned so much. Yeah. Like, and I, I, f- I feel bad for some of my earlier clients. Like when I was, when you were that motivator at that when, point, when I was like a, a year one, year two, like I could have done probably a lot better. <clears throat> Well, no, I couldn't. Well, based on my skill, I c- you probably you could have. Well, now I can you could do be way realistic better. about like, that. Yeah. yeah, like, uh, like I didn't. Uh, not that I didn't know. I just didn't know enough at that time, right? I didn't develop yeah. myself. So, yeah, like I probably I could have done a better job. I could have improved them. So, when you when you're trying to help out some of the other client, like other trainers, there's ways that you can improve them so their knowledge, so that they can improve with their clients, and then you know it really, uh, ultimately, yeah. I I feel. I feel bad when there's a somebody comes in and I don't want to say names on, on trainers, but I, I've there, there's poor there, I've seen some poor trainers over the course of my of lifetime. Oh, I bet, man. Yeah, and you know just because and and they were they weren't just like a new trainer either. They were just they were established before. And then I, when I see that, like you know, it's it, it's it's hard because like you know, like I said, some of these people are are coming in. They're they're spending a lot of not just time away from their families. They're spending a lot of money, and they're maybe not getting what they could be getting. Right, and I think that's that for me. You know, my, my passion to to do training or to be a good trainer or a coach is to make sure that they can get the best, so they can improve their lives. Yeah. Right. So you know, they're coming like especially you know some of these people coming at weird points of their lives. Uh, you know, some of them divorce, some of them just getting married. That's yeah. always the best motivators. But <laughs> uh, uh, but like, a lot of them are coming because you know they're at a place where they, they want help, they want they guidance. want more. They you know they're looking for the guidance so that they can improve their their lives. Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's hard when you, you, you see somebody maybe not doing the best for them or, you know, or something completely wrong. And that's even harder, I feel, uh, as a trainer, right? I, so I think people just need to do some research, do some research, <clears throat> excuse me, do some research about their trainer if they're going to choose one. Yeah. Um, really dig deep into like what they actually do, like know who they really are. And if they're going to be personable, then that's probably a good starting point because if they're not going to be personable, 
they're not going to suit your needs. Well, uh, that's that's you know, basically what I think of it, at least. I, I could be wrong. No, no. You're, I think uh, one of the best informi- uh, pieces of advice, and I, I say this a lot, but, uh, you know, June, right? He even said, like, you know, he said, you know, the number one <clears throat> thing you kind of have to understand, these people are spending two to three times a week with you for years or, week, you know, six months, Whoever knows whatever, whatever. Uh, and if they don't like you, guess what? They're not going to show up. <laughs> They're not going to be motivated. You, you know, you, not to say that you have to like cow down, but you, you have to have good conversation. You have to be enough of a person, know what to do, take them through the workout. Uh, but if you're not likable, yeah, good luck. Good luck. Good luck. They're not going to stick around. Like, uh, I think there was a, again, uh, these uh, uh, other, other trainers in the past, probably the most important skill uh, because you can learn stuff as you get better, for right? sure. As you get sure. longer, you, education that's gonna have that's gonna come <clears> eventually. <throat> but if you can uh, be, you know, personable enough, someone enjoys your company enough, you you do enough motivation, you're learning, and you know you really respect the the process, then yeah, you you can be successful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, get to know your trainers. I think that's yeah. most important. I, I would I would recommend if you're gonna find a trainer, uh, you know, <clears throat> look at the if you, uh, again in the situation of good life. Look at the board. There's all the yep. pictures. Read the bios. Take the time, and then watch them train other clients. Yeah, that yeah. is probably your most important skill. Are they attentive? Are they looking at their phones only? You know, I, I use my phone. Oh, I use my phone for program design, so I'm, I it may look like I'm on, but you know, I don't really. Yeah, when you say look at your phone, you're wondering if they're actually paying attention to Correct. what the workout is, or if they're like on Instagram on their own. Correct. Yeah. So for me, like you know, I don't, I don't want to. I, I try not to judge. <clears throat> But I do. But uh, <laughs> we all do, man. The the big one for for what I think for is is you know watch what they're the I would I would look try to again most most trainers will again if you've kind of decided or like sh- shortlisted say hey can I do a demo session with somebody and of course they'll they're not gonna say no of course right so you know it's an opportunity for the trainer at the same time it gets you a, do you have a good chemistry good feel with that trainer. Yeah. Like, it you know, could be win-win. Yeah, could be win-win. Could be like, oh, I had a really bad feeling. Then you know, at least you you didn't you know you, didn't, you, didn't, you know you didn't commit uh, to a longer timestamp or anything like that too. So, yeah. but I think one of the big ones is to observe the trainer as they're I training agree. other clients because that's probably again maybe not only one session, but if you look at multiple sessions throughout the day or a couple times, then you can see, hey, oh, that's how they act, and obviously don't let them know you're watching them because of course then, not. then they'll probably put on their best show. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Who knows? Who knows what kind of trainer they are? So I've seen um, the personal trainers at Hillcrest, and I've also gone to Vaughn and Major Mac okay, a couple yeah. of times. So I'm not going to name drop a lot of people because yeah, yeah. there might be some listeners possibly in the future. As you should. Yeah. But uh, there's going to be some trainers out there, like you said, that you just need to pay attention to what they're doing, because I've seen some bad examples of people oh, yeah. just. Or when I say people, I see personal trainers on their phone, not paying attention to their patient. That's reaching like an RPE rate of perceived exertion at like a ten out of fifteen. Yeah, yeah, and they're like really pushing it, but the guy's just not paying attention. Yeah. So it does happen quite a lot out there, but again, just watch your personal trainers that you're interested in and just see what they're doing. Right. Uh, I agree. I, I think yeah, like you know, this is your time to evaluate. You know, it's a lot of time commitment, <clears throat> a lot of money being spent. So you should really try to. Uh, see them how they're operating. Like, yeah. Uh, look at the especially. How does the client look? Yeah. Are they happy? Do they look like they enjoy? <laughs> Are they enjoying themselves? <laughs> yeah. Does it look like there's some sort of laughing happy? It's not has to be every minute. Obviously not during the sets maybe. But you know there's some some good banter. They seem to be having an enjoyable time because that's what's really important. I think is that you want to make fitness enjoyable, especially someone who's new to fitness or trying out like the gym for the first time. It's kind of it's kind of intimidating. It's intimidating. Yeah, it's for sure. Like you know. If, <clears throat> I remember the first time I walked in the gym. I'm 
you, you don't want to be that guy reading the, the instructions on how to use the machine. <laughs> oh, oh, and you kind of casually look at it. But, you know, the, if you don't know. That's like, what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. that's what you got to do. You got to learn and feel for it. So, you know, that's why I say, like, it's it's difficult for clients. It's uh, people who come in. You, I think you, even if it's a, not even the greatest trainer, but having some instruction helps. Yeah. Because you can get hurt out there. You can have bad movement. And then. Like I said, like it you're reps are, out. You know, it's just reps. Like, you know, it doesn't mean that you're doing well or uh, good for your body, right? Like, yeah. you, you know, like I said, if you just want to really change and slim down, it's more, you can do probably better by just going nutrition. And just eating properly. Yeah. It being, you know, just being a little bit more mindful. That That's hard in itself. Like, you know, most people don't even know what uh, nutrition is. You know, most people are deficient in protein. You know, that's, if you look at most people, but. I kind of want to go two ways. Yeah, so yeah, you, you led into way, you led into two ways. So I want to I want to let you pick which one. So you talked about recovery, okay, yeah, and yeah. like injury, or yeah. you want to talk about nutrition. I, I I've, I'm going to go both ways eventually. But which one do you want to talk about first? Yeah, whatever, whatever, doesn't matter. I'm thinking recovery. Okay, let's go recovery. So when I've been at this gym for this long, obviously I've evolved into like what I'm doing, uh, but at the same time I've also seen you evolve as a trainer and the things that you do and the things that you introduce to yourself. Yeah. probably first and then to your clients usually that's the order because <laughs> i don't see you all the time anyways <laughs> yeah, yeah. but uh when i've seen you you've introduced bands to me in the past you've introduced obviously the crossball foam rollers you've showed me a couple of things around the gym that we could use yeah uh so talk about recovery like what it means for you and like mm. some of the things that you use oh, yourself for okay so um for recovery or like rehab mobility you can talk about both i think okay. i think both are very important Okay, recovery so, and rehab are both kind of the same, if you ask me. Okay, um, I don't do so much mobility anymore. Okay. Um, again, I did a ton. I did tons of uh, banded distractions, this, that, uh, foam roller, lacrosse ball. Um, I do some of it, uh, maybe when I'm stiff. Yeah. Um, but you're talking about personally, right? Not personally, with, personally, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't do much of it anymore. Okay. Um, mostly, I, I want to say because I think. Uh, when you're strong uh, or you have your familiarities with your body, you will have mobility there. Yep. So uh, a product of mobility is strength. So before I used to be, oh, you got to stretch. Oh, stretch that out. Ah, oh, feels good. And the reason why the mobility increases is because they're getting a neurological uh, adaptation or a stimulus. Sorry, not not adaptation, stimulus. You do this, uh, like the banded distraction, yep. you do this. It's why it's beneficial for their shoulder is because they got feeling there. Yeah. Their brain registered movement. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I can do this. And the band helps a little bit. Um, the problem is, is sometimes it's not permanent. It's not permanent unless you load it. Of course. So they use that range of motion with something else. Uh, again, foam rolling. Again, a godsend initially for me too because, oh, this is great. I feel like amazing. And you do have that temporary neurological sensation, which allows you to have more range of motion. Yep. But unless you strengthen it, you don't get that long-term, uh, I guess, permanence of that mobility. Of course. Uh, so from that, um, so I... Uh, so and I'll, I'll go through mo what I started mo uh, mobilizing and thought was most important for myself. So initially, uh, I'm a big symmetry guy. I don't know why, but I really believe in like. You mean uh, you don't want your left arm bigger than your right arm? No, I don't care. About, I don't. I don't. <laughs> well, I do care probably a little bit about that, but I care about more like balance and relations to movement and weight pressure. 
Um, so I got into, I guess not necessarily powerlifting, but I did some like squats, uh, deadlifts. Yeah. And, um, you know, at one point I did judo with uh, June and stuff like that. So I ruined my body in many ways. Uh, <laughs> so I, I used a lot of different recovery tools. Um, but the biggest thing I probably underutilized was sleep. Yes. Oh man. Uh, I can go all day with you on that. Man. Yeah. So the biggest one, like this is, this is like after like seven years, uh, <clears throat> or six years of training, um, Never and again, you, as trainers, we were we're a group of unfortunately we, we say a lot, but we don't really do a lot of what we say. Um, I think your schedule dictates that though, yeah. because if you're as unpredictable as it could be, correct, you're adjusting to the people, so it's not like you can plan it out as best as you want for yourself. Correct, but you can still you, you can still prioritize. Like I, I've been guilty where I know I have an early morning client. But I still on my phone or watching TV <laughs> until twelve. That's yeah, like, yeah. You know, I, I, I you're human, like, man. You're yeah, human. Yeah, that, and um, especially for like if you're trying to change your body, like mo like I, I just thought of the hammer side, right? So the hammer side is the workouts, right? Yeah. You know, you just work out more, the results are gonna come, right? Um, what we do at the gym is stimulus. The magic that actually happens to your body is, is not at the gym. Not at the gym. It's where you're <laughs> refueling well, you're eating well. Uh, you know, you, you have low inflammation in your body, uh, you know, you're sleeping well, your stress isn't through the roof, you're, you know, you're not drinking 30 pounds, of, like tons of coffee, Coke just or anything, yeah, or like, like sugars, sugars, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not against, uh, you know, before I used to be hardcore keto guy, I used to be uh, paleo guy, I've pescatarian, done, pes no, no, no pescatarian, <laughs> uh, my sister's that, but uh, I've done intermittent fasting, I've done yeah. extended fasting, I've done carbs, you know, what, what, what haven't I done at this point? I think we've all kind of experimented with a lot of things. So, uh, but for recovery specifically, I think one of the things uh, for now that I do is I, the only real consistent recovery tool I really enjoy is uh, the spunk mat. Spook mat? Sp spunk. Or it's spunk. like a sleep induction mat. Okay. okay. Have you heard of this? It's kind of like a weighted blanket almost? No, no. Oh, okay. Okay, so this is the opposite. So, you know the... Um, uh, I don't know if it's the Vedic monks, but like, you know, if you've heard of the bed of uh, nails. Sure. Yes. Uh, yes the guy yes. lies back and the yep. guru, ah, uh, it feels great. Yeah. So it's like that, but not metal. It's of course. It's a plastic mat uh, that's on the cloth. And what, especially because, you know, I do, I did quite a bit of heavy lifting. This would be one of the tools I use to maintain blood flow in that area. Interesting. So uh, it helps with sleep for some people as well too, but I usually mostly do it for, uh, as recovery. Okay. Whenever my hips and glutes feel, or even my low back feels stiff, what it does is you lie on it and it shocks your nervous system. It's hard now because I do it so frequently. I don't feel even the pain anymore. <laughs> You're just used to it. Yeah. So it's, for me, it's less uh, probably as effective as it was initially. But I, again, I don't really experience a lot of pain. My mobility is really good. Yeah. Like uh, I'm sure if you really wanted to, though, as much as you might be used to it, you might be able to apply more pressure somehow, some way, if yeah, you I can, really I, wanted to. Yeah, I could just put a weight or put my, one of my kids on my stomach if I really wanted to. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I, I really want that. It's supposed to be some. It's, it's, it's supposed, supposed to be soothing. To, it's supposed to get you into more parasympathetic instead of sympathetic, right? Yeah. So initially, the shock uh, on your body is supposed to get you into, uh, you know, okay, so the, the science or the, the, the thought behind it is you go on it, it, it thinks your body thinks it's going to die because there's so much pain, right? And <clears throat> eventually your b body realizes, oh, I'm not going to die. And then it relaxes. It relaxes, yeah. So it gets from that p state of uh, sympathetic to parasympathetic. Uh, what it secondly does, it allows, because there's so much pressure there, it improves blood flow. Yep. 
right? So it gets, you know, especially your back, it doesn't have tons of like meat on there. So it really does help getting more blood flow in there, which promotes healing, uh, recovery. The spoon mat, is it the size of like a twin mattress or like how big is this? Oh, thing? it's a small mat. It's like a very, you can travel. Maybe like a square. It's a, it's a rectangle. Oh, okay. Uh, some of them come with a neck pillow. Uh, okay. There's a lot of different options. It's, I, I, I guess the brand that I have is spoon. I've seen it like knocked off like a thousand times too. <laughs> Um, Everything but, gets knocked off eventually. Yeah, yeah, they're all from China. So, <laughs> but uh, again, like uh, I think that that for me has been one of the best recovery tools. I I feel that's been effective for me. Uh, I I do like once in a while I'll roll my feet. Yep. Um, like maybe my calves a little bit here. Like I'm working on. Uh, Dude, I know you got to work on your calves. I've seen your calves, man. You need to work them out. Yeah. Well, well, <laughs> or roll them or. No, I, I don't even really like. I, <laughs> I, I've gotten to the point where, um, you know, maybe sometimes I feel it like it's just a massage, self-massage, and that, that, that feels like recovery. Um, I feel for, like, if I want to actually strengthen or improve my mobility, it comes down to strengthening certain components uh, or somewhere on that chain that I'm weak. So uh, for me, uh, I feel that one of the weaknesses uh, for me and most people is feet. Okay. Right? So you talk about footwear. Because footwear over the last previous 20 years or so like uh you know the, the really nike airs with those huge heels yeah. uh, dude you can see a lot of that in the woodbridge gyms oh any, anywhere like you see them anywhere, <laughs> woodbridge or not uh th those those shoes unfortunately uh really promote like a poor gate mat especially awful. when you're awful they're awful for you guys yeah every every you know I, if you're in those shoes now i wouldn't recommend uh, switching to a flat shoe right away, I would gradually <clears> go <throat> to that. Like I, because I did the uh, obviously because I'm, I'm you're, a gun you're more minimal, minimalistic. He, uh, well, no, well, originally I had the, the huge wedge, and then I said, oh, I, I learned. Oh, we got to go flat. Yeah, I yeah. went from huge heel to no heel, and I just ruined my feet more. So <laughs> again, scale slowly is my my uh, my my advice. But what what happened is that yeah, like I um. After many years, I finally figured out I have external rotation of my right foot. Yep. And uh, that caused a bunch of hip and shoulder arm issues. So I've got it where I'm kind of good now, but I still have like a lot of... Is it just your right foot or both? It's just my right. Right. So I took a neurology course as well, too. This one's a really good one. It's called Z Health. He's a, he's a, I guess he was a chiropractor. Then he became a... Uh, I don't even know if he's a neurologist, but he does neurology. Like he's a, actually quite famous in Europe. And they have this uh, course called uh, Z Health, and he's got like a 23 pattern thing. You, uh, I probably I'll send it to you for okay. the. Yeah, send it uh, to me. He, they were I don't know if they're still doing it, but they did like a, you could do their essentials course. They gave a 30 day trial, and some of this stuff is crazy. Like you'll do eye movements, and then your shoulder, your mobility will improve. Do you want me to tell you about that? Interesting. Talk about it, man. Okay. I haven't heard about this. So <laughs> I'm, I'm always learning for something new. That's the Manny Project, man. So this one is, um, this is kind of weird. Um, it's Some of it described it as voodoo in the class itself <laughs> because you can, like, you know, people are restricted. Uh, so you, your, your brain uh, governs your body. Yep. Uh, so you're, as much as we think uh, kinesiology, mechanical, biometrics, that's still the, the thing that controls your body. Is upstairs. Is the brain. So the one, the parts that have the most nerves in your body will be eyes, uh, nose, mouth, mouth is a lot because we do a lot of talking as humans and hands, feet a little bit. Uh, maybe you can check out the homunculus if you want online and that gives okay. you a nervous system relationship. Uh, and so you, you'll have a giant mouth, uh, really tiny arms, small body because the amount of nerves in those parts of the body versus your hands, 
your uh, you know the, your, eyes. your eyes is huge so if you really want to change your body um or at least mobility wise you by by adjusting your eyes or improving stimulus to your eyes that will give you more range of motion reduce potential pain uh then you can by doing like this external rotations of your right shoulder or something like that okay um what's it called again uh the course itself or the the guy who the whole his i guess training banner is called z health okay z health performance i'll send you the link later cool but uh like the like i've done stuff where i've had um what is it now it's been oh wow it's true i don't even have shoulder right shoulder pain anymore <laughs> so i live with right shoulder uh, so i went to this canfit course okay the very right before i started work uh at, at good life at hillcrest i we did this uh it was a VO2 max uh, drill where okay. you just pushed a plate on a towel across the gym. Okay. Right? You know, you're just like a slight push, but it, it, was, Basically. it was a plate. Uh, I rolled it on my shoulder twice. Like, I caught my foot on the t- on the towel and I rolled over. I, then I, I kind of thought, oh, it kind of feels weird. Like you tripped up and you like... I, tripped. Okay, I rolled yeah. over. And then we did the drill again and it happened again. So it felt weird. Like, oh, this doesn't feel good. Uh, it wasn't great. Uh, but I still worked. I still worked out in it. Obviously, of course. And I did tons of uh, chiropractic on it. Uh, still no change. Uh, I did the uh, what is this thing called? The FST, the okay. fascial stretch. They did stuff. Nothing helped it. Um, not nothing helped it. Like you know, I like get temporary relief. It just wasn't a long-term solution for you at that point. Yeah, like you, no. you tried all those things. And I tried. Didn't work I out. Did, yeah. So eventually, like uh, you know, not just this course, but other things. Like I like. I did this, no, no. The first time I did not feel shoulder pain was when I did this essentials course. So it was a three-day course. They would never come, they've, they haven't come back to Toronto since. Okay. So unfortunately- They may not come back for the next uh, year. Ever. <laughs> uh, I don't think they're ever gonna, I don't think the market was big enough for, for them. They need like a fairly amount to make it profitable for them to come. Like, yeah. And they're, and this guy goes to Iceland and things like at least four times a year. Okay. Because like, Copenhagen, where is that? Yeah. Denmark? Uh, Denmark? Denmark. So, yeah, Denmark. And uh, because, you know, that he deals with a lot of chiropractors and uh, practitioners. But after doing that, that that was the first time I had no pain in my right shoulder. Uh, we do a lot of drill. Uh, most of it is some of it's uh, that essential course talks about his whole spectrum uh, knowledge on neuro- uh, neurology. Uh, so you did some vestibular uh, that's like balance work, some eye work. So some, uh, I guess, vision work. Uh, we did some there's like five or four other things. It's been so long since I've done them. But these things really, uh, it was bizarre because I, you know. As, as it was a, like, it's like completely not the typical methods that you would think about, right? Correct, yeah. correct. Uh, because it's, everything was unre- not unrelated, but it was less related to you lifting a weight, moving or movement pattern per se. It was, uh it was like troubleshooting where you were deficient neurologically. Yeah. Right. So, uh, if for me, like, uh, so quick, long story short, you know, your right side of your body is manipul is controlled by your left brain. Okay. But to upregulate and reduce pain in your right side, you need to do stuff, stuff on the left. left. Right. So by improving my left, my right side pain reduced. I see what you're saying. So that when you're, when you're talking symmetry, Maybe you're talking perhaps like more imbalances Correct. where, yeah, okay, yeah. So, and because of these imbalances, when you just work out a lot, mm-hmm. like, you, you know, you, you build them up. You, you don't realize that when you're like, let's assume I was doing bench press, like the one, uh, so 
So this, this comes down to a certain thing. So when I used to bench before, my grip was a little bit open and out with yep. the left and my right was fine. So that was how I was pressing. And you know, and obviously the right side probably got the proper work, but then the left side potentially didn't. But I, I didn't notice that. Then I started changing this grip so that it would match this one. But then my right shoulder started. It hits the, because you're loading it. Your muscles feel differently. Yeah. Um, but but that's you know, it was it was a very eye-opening course. I think that's one of the best courses I've been to. And I, again, if you're a fitness professional, I think it's well worth going to the essential course because you learn a little bit more about how. And you see this again from athletic training when you see like high-level athletes. They do a lot of reflexatory. They're doing a lot of eye line in relation because you know the, you play any sport. It's What's happening to you? How you process that information? The faster you can process that information, you can the react. The better you are, right? And that's what these guys are. They they can see the ball coming from the corner of their eye. They're move like if you play football, you play baseball. You've seen that reactionary time. Yep. Right. So, and that's when you look at a lot of these guys. They have really great vision. They have great balance. They understand their physical bodies in space, and they have really good movement through their hands, eyes, uh, and trunk feet. Yeah. So. I think uh, what you're talking about is like just a, another level or another perspective of training that people don't even think about. Yeah, it's and like, it, it sounds kind of crazy, but no, no, I'm not saying it sounds yeah, crazy. No, no, it's, but it's it sounds far fetched. Is it, what I meant. It, it, it is. Uh, it's weird because like there will be people uh, with obsession, like pain. People have had pain for years, and he goes, "Oh well," uh, and it was weird. He just okay. Let me just rub here a little bit, and the pain was gone, like sensory stim. Yeah, yeah. They their brain was craving something, um, and again, sometimes like it's nothing to do. Not it's nothing to do, but you have a whole bunch of stuff that's baggage over your lifetime, and some of it maybe hey your your foot is a little bit out. Most of the times, it's you're just not using enough of where you, you're deficient in so many other places that your other side is being overcompensated yeah. or underutilized. So. Um, I, I would check it out. I think it's a, it was a great course. Yeah, it's not, uh, especially that essential course, is even, even itself is fairly cheap. Well, it's smart because, they, you know, the your first one's cheap. The rest one's really expensive. <laughs> it's a hook. It's, it's a it's hook. hook. I really would like to do more of it. I think they're going to be doing more online stuff. So then the, the biggest problem was since they're always U.S.-based, it was very difficult to fly out. You know, I, I got it. Can't work. Of course, then, of course. So hopefully if I can do this online component, it would be much better. Um, what I kind of got out of that myself as well, too, is what uh, I kind of realized after a certain amount of time. So um, I've got flat feet, both feet. Oh, me too. I used to. I got duck feet. So I, not only flat, but I also used to the yeah, yeah. externally rotate. And it was awful. Both both feet? Both feet. Mm. I, was, I was a duck walker. Yeah, yeah. So um, playing sports my entire like kid career. That's why you have so many injuries in your MCLs. Oh, dude. MCL, ACL, yeah, Achilles, like base, yeah. basically the chain was all fucked up. Well, if you don't have a good base, um, and th that's what I really work on with my clients now, I feel that's probably uh, not like, the most important, but it's probably one of the foundational things I do yeah, now yeah, with my I clients agree. because I think, uh, you know, everything else rides on those things. Yes. Like, uh, your feet being straight versus being out will affect how your hips and your shoulders, everything lays in, yeah. and uh, especially your knees. So. Um, that's one of the things I really work on. I improve balance, single leg, work, uh, single leg, unilateral work, just so, so that they can uptake that, and then yep. we can get to a better training. Because, like I said, like if you don't kind of assess that, or kind if of you make, can't even notice that at all, yeah, it's 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 really bad for the client yeah. because uh, you take them through some high intense. Like uh, again, if you want to do plyometrics with anybody like this, 
You're, 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 you're asking for trouble. Well, it's going to be knee injuries. Like, I, I can guarantee it. Like, I, it's, it's sad, but, you know, I, I see people walk through the gym. Oh, that's going to be like six years maybe when you're going to probably lose that knee. But <laughs> I think I've got that evolution because uh, I think it was somewhere along the lines of like maybe four or five years ago. Um, my physiotherapist always saw me all the time and he was actually last year. Oh, okay. Yeah. But he'd see me all the time. I'd always have calf issues, a quad issue, a hamstring issue, a hip issue. Uh, but obviously he would kind of patch up the work, but yeah. I never really realized, is he just, is it just a patchwork or is it something like mechanically that's wrong with me? And it didn't really change until I got orthotics oh, that okay. kind of corrected my feet. Right. Um, so nowadays I'm wearing orthotics probably like 80% of my day. Mm. And then to be honest, I don't need to wear it hundred percent of the day, but if I use it for 80% of the day, my feet get the idea of like, okay, so this is where I need to be. If I'm going to go for a half hour run, I don't need to run with orthotics because now I've already trained my feet to say I need to be in this position at all times. I, I think one of the, uh, it's different, I think, for you because you understand fitness. <laughs> at least you understand fitness. And so you have intention there. Whereas most people who go to a, like a chiro or thing and they get orthotics, they just just walk like they did before. Yeah. You, you had intention and that's one of the hardest things. Like my son is duck footed. And I have told him for, I don't know how many times, I just, you know, sometimes I give up. Uh, well, not give up, but I'm still trying. I'm hoping I can correct him later. But he is, he, um, so initially he was super flat. Yeah. I've been able to build his arch up, so okay. naturally. So you can build up an arch, it you takes do, time. Doing join the towel with the uh, toes? No, 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 it's more single leg drills. There's some toe stuff that you can do as well too. Yeah. Um, again, I had super flat feet too. I had that external rotation flat in the right. Uh, I built up my arches, so I actually have arches before uh, now, uh, but I don't. Ha I didn't have arches before. I'm still not good at using them, but I've at least built up the structure, like yeah. the musculature, so that it can work. Uh, but uh, that that amount of time that you can do and the drills that it takes, uh, it it like as an adult, it takes substantially longer. It, it takes does. about two around two years, but you can build that up. I do caution against like people who live and die in orthotics. Yep. Right. Yep. Um, it should be only a temporary solution. Of like course. for you, you should probably like in a year or so. I would hope that you're you're not using them anymore. Yeah, of course. Right. So the goal is because my work, just the way it requires, yeah, it requires yeah. me on my feet all yeah, the time. Yeah, agreed. So there are days where I'll I'm not 100% living by it, but at the same time, uh, I'll be in it for 70%, and then I'll take that 30%. But again, it's that happy medium of like stretching it out, coming back, stretching it out, coming back. It's yeah. always like introducing that new stimulus. I, I find that, yeah, that, that the biggest thing I find for people who end up using orthotics, because I, I think I use some as well too, like um, they didn't, they weren't a permanent solution. That's what I think was the hardest thing, not the hardest thing, but that's, that's the thing. Like, you know, on, on, you know, it's great for the chiropractor, obviously. I'm not saying that <laughs> it's their fault or anything like that. It's so $500 and whatever the hell they do. With the and insurance. It, with the insurance, <laughs> you know, whatever. But unfortunately, like that's, unless the person is actually taught how to use the orthotic yeah, yeah. to improve their feet, it's like almost a waste of time. It's a moot point. Yeah, like it's great for the insurance company, everybody else, except for the person. So, you know, doing some foot training, getting some balance work in, um, it can be done, it, it should be done. Um, it's hard to get clients compliant enough to do it all because it, it takes a lot of effort. Yeah. And um, but that's one of the things I think I'm, I'm pretty passionate about now. Is that's one of the things I may be thinking about as a side project is just to like improve, like you know, hey, I've improve. seen of the, the the foot mechanics, right? Yeah. These drills. But I think that's one of the hard things is that um, you know that people 
you know, the people are just so unconscious. Yeah. I guess that, that would be... There's no connection. Yeah, no connection. There's no connection, no thoughts. No thought. They, you know, and it's not their fault. Like, you know, A, like if you were unfortunate and you didn't have those the greatest feet in the world and you had those shoes, uh, you know, it's not your fault. You didn't know. You just... Someone told you to walk, you walk. Like, you know, <laughs> no one told you, hey, by the way, you should really drive through the heel, push through, and then make sure you feel your big, big toe as you walk through. Yeah. You know, that's a lot to think about. Especially when you haven't thought about it in like <laughs> ever, ever, or thousands of years, right? Yeah. Again, if you're if you're a parent and you you have a young child, get them to walk and uh, or run in their feet, bare feet, grass, uh, hopefully someplace without glass, uh, because that really helps shape the arch and the feet and their mechanics. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that's what I would recommend. Good. Uh, I know you talked about sleep. Sleep, yeah. Kind of want to ask you a bit about that. So how do you sleep? Long sleep or lo- uh, oh. do you measure your quality of sleep? I've I've always wanted to get like the aura ring. This is you, okay. You, have you heard have you heard of no, the aura ring? No, I've heard of this one. Okay, so uh, the aura ring is it's a ring as opposed to like you know one of the Fitbit watches, right? Yeah. So if you have a Fitbit, uh, the aura ring I was debating on because you know it's I, I, not that I complain about. I used to do a lot of kettlebell work, so my concern was oh, a lot man, of what's sorry? kettlebell work. Okay, yeah. So I was like, oh, oh man, yeah, maybe yeah, I'm yeah, gonna yeah, smash yeah. it onto it or whatever the case is. Uh, but I thought, oh, this Aura Ring, it's a little bit more compact. At least uh, their newest version, the original one was like a, a looked like a watch. On okay. Ring. But at least the new one looks like a ring. And HVR, I think, is important. HRV? Uh, HRV, sorry. Yeah, yeah. HRV uh, would be important. That would be like some geeky extra metric. I would like to really, oh, did I sleep well yesterday? So well, have you at all or no. you've, you've dipped into the world a little bit? No, no, I still haven't. Uh, okay. I, I think. Are you interested? I was debating on it. I was debating <laughs> on it. Uh, you know, I uh, this is my current sleep cycle. Um, so right now, I try to I start using uh, blue blocker glasses okay, around cool. like seven or eight. Nice. Obviously, not the sexiest look, but uh, no. it's okay. It's my kids and my wife, right? They don't care. For about people me. that don't know what blue blo- blue blocker blue glasses, glasses are, are, they're like the most important thing that you can probably do, especially with how many screens we have nowadays, Correct, yeah. and how stimulated we are with every single screen that's around us. Right. Like before, I just I used to think that uh, the the blue light filter was enough off my phone. Yeah, uh, it's not enough. It's I, I don't feel it is enough. <laughs> it's I, not I, enough. I, um, so before, I used to struggle with getting to sleep. Uh, I really paid attention. I started paying attention to my caffeine. I, I'm not like I was before, where I could still have a coffee at like four, five, six o'clock in, in the afternoon, It'll hit evening, you. Uh, and I would still be kind of okay to sleep. Um, but now, like, I, I just feel that, that I've just prioritized sleep so much that I, I try not to drink anything past, like, two. Yeah. Uh, it has a half-life of about, like, six hours. So, like, you know, the first six is that it's full, and then the other six is for it's half whatever dosage you had. Um, I don't use nearly as much pre-workout anymore. I just maybe have a coffee here and there. Cool. Uh, sleep-wise, I'm trying to get into bed fairly early. Um, I've done crazy stuff. I've done mouth tape. Have you done mouth tape? Mouth tape. Uh, wow. Uh, yeah. So I did a lot of like biohacking. I followed the um, Ben Greenfield for a while. Oh too. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, you know Ben. Yeah. I know Ben Greenfield. Yeah, Ben Greenfield. Uh, also Mike Mutzel. He was another good guy. He was actually I think the first guy who did the the mouth taping. Also Eugene Tao. He he also did it. I don't know if he still does it now, but I don't do it anymore. But I used to do the mouth taping. I did. Uh, I I just got better at nasal nasal breathing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right? That's so, very very important as yeah. well. Too. So that that's that. I think that improves. So I, I just my sleep. I still have a problem uh, sleeping long durations. I could seem to it's always. Tough. I only seem to be able to. I wake up after about six hours. Okay. Like uh, whether do you like take take naps during the day or is it just like they're six at night? Uh, I get six and nine, and so uh, sometimes I go longer. Uh, most days I don't. Uh, like naturally, I just wake up. You just have that alarm. Yeah, it just yeah, wakes yeah. up. Uh, I think that's mostly just because of work uh, in the past. <laughs> it's just like what my body's kind of used. So I do try to nap. 
So I do try to nap, especially now that I'm back at work. Um, I nap for about like an hour, uh, half an hour. I, again, I go on the sleep induction mat and yep. then I just listen to a, usually a podcast or maybe nothing really or just some music. And I just try to about 40 minutes. Cool. Uh, but yeah, nighttime, I'm really trying to get to sleep earlier. Uh, I think what was the hardest before was not having the uh, the blue light glasses. And then because now it's just easier to get to sleep. Like once I get to bed, I do a bit of uh, either box breathing or so maybe seven seven uh, eleven breathing. Okay. Uh, do you know box breathing? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I've so heard you of know it. box breathing yep. is four breaths, uh, four seconds, uh, inhale, pause four seconds, exhale four seconds, pause four seconds, repeat. I've uh, heard uh, breathing exercises before sleep are like extremely. They're, they're a way to set your body up to tell your body and say, hey, we're about to go totally back down. Down. Yeah, it's, it really tries to push you from sympathetic to parasympathetic. Yeah. And that I think that has probably been better uh, than the mouth tape. Yeah. Like just having some because, you know, most of most of us are just thinking <laughs> as well. Like that's that's a problem. Uh, so when you just count or you're doing some counts, um, that really kind of improves some of of the thought it reduces that and you're just it seems better like, yeah uh, um i wish i could i honestly uh you know i read so many study or hear so many studies read so many studies and you know i'm really trying to push for seven eight but uh i seem to get about six <laughs> with a, a 40 minute nap in every day so i want to kind of run this by you and i kind of yeah. want to introduce something to you yeah um so the goal for me at least was it's evolution right so it's the manny project i'm trying to like understand a little bit more about what other people use and like how they work with it and yeah, maybe yeah. it works for me like i don't know oh yeah, yeah um so something that i walked into uh back in october mm -hmm. is i know you talked about hrv sympathetic parasympathetic yeah, yeah i'm actually extremely deep in that world uh as far as studies are concerned and what's oh, cool. coming out of it and like sleep um, so since October, uh, I've really dug into Whoop. Have you ever heard of Whoop? What does this sound familiar? But maybe, maybe. it's uh, it's let's call it an activity tracker. Okay. Yeah. But uh, what I dislike about Apple Watches and like Fitbits is that the intention behind those two is more more casual based as opposed to more fitness performance and efficiency based is that the one where the a lot of like uh basketball teams were using where the yeah. coaches can then see how the players slept the night before yeah. and then they have like a whole app and they, okay oh yeah so i can show you everything on my phone it's kind of crazy but uh i've dug deep into the hrv world but yes sympathetic parasympathetic yeah the goal at the end of the day is to have as many resources for your body to have available so that if you want to work out like you have those resources right, right. available so you, like you know whether you should go hard or not so hard that yeah day. so i think what i've kind of dug deep with this was yes i can work out at the gym an hour and a half and you see me at the gym all the time normally my routine would be like an hour and then take like 20 30 minutes to stretch correct but what i've kind of noticed was I'm not supposed to be at the gym an hour and 30 minutes stretch for four or five days a week. The number probably should be like two or three times a week. Yeah, yeah. Um, or Possibly. you only do it when your body's ready to tell you that it's ready to go because for whatever reason, you had cheese last night, You're you, had, a, you had too much stress, like your body's just not primed and prepared to actually take on that work. Correct. Um, but what I learned the most out of it was not only just working out less, but also sleeping more. Mm. So I was actually the same thing as you. Um, I had an internal clock at six hours and I couldn't stay in bed. Like I I had to get up. Like I was itching to get out of bed. Right, right. Um, but what I obviously realized and noticed is that my HRV scores would vary so much until I was doing something extremely consistent. And obviously you won't know that until like you tape your mouth all the time and you see what happens or you do your breathing exercises before you go to sleep. Correct, yeah. Um, 
So I think I've evolved to now getting about close to like eight and a half to nine hours just physically in bed. Oh, nice. But even then, I'm only sleeping for like seven hours mm. because you're not sleeping the entire time. Like yeah, as, yeah. as much as you think you are, there's many interruptions in your sleep. So um, did, did you get tested for like apnea or anything like that? Do you snore? No sleep apnea. Oh, that's good. Uh, I do snore with the odd time. Yeah, who doesn't? But uh, what I got is trying to like improve quality of sleep. And like you said, blue blocker glasses will definitely help. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you ever mess around with temperature in the house. Uh, I can't. Uh, <laughs> so I live in a three-story condo, uh, not condo, a three-story townhome. Okay. Uh, so each floor has a different temperature, Gets especially in the summer. Warmer. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I live in, I sleep in the, the top and yeah. uh, it's, even with my ceiling fan, it's fairly hot. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I probably would do better with a cooler temperature. Like um, I know the product chili pad, but I'm not going to spend 500 bucks on like a cooling unit for myself. Yeah. I'm not there yet. Unless Honestly, they want to send, send me one. <laughs> I don't think that is going to Shout send out me. chili pad. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, like apparently that's pretty good too. But yeah, if, I'd probably do better with a slightly cooler temperature, um, but I don't know. That's what I go. Cool, cool temperature is really good. Yeah, uh, and have you ever met? Have you ever like dabbled into the world of CBD? Uh, I've, I've, I've heard. I've tried it once uh, or a couple times. I, I didn't find it was much. I didn't find myself sleeping any better or faster. Yeah, probably THC is probably better for me just to get to sleep. Uh, yeah, I, like I, you, you can find CBD with some THC. Yeah, both just, combined. I, I, yeah. I, um, I, I think I, I forget who was saying this, but again, one of the other guys, uh, the POS guy. I don't know. He, this guy, reads a lot of stu- studies yeah. too. But he was saying it's good to not just only do the CBD, but also have some of the THC as well sometimes. Yes. Yeah. And vice versa. The worst is probably only to do THC only on that side for the mental state but uh, you know it's, but depending on the person because yeah, some THC might actually knock some people out yeah correct right. so it depends so, on the person, person and how you experiment with I agree. It. Like, I'm not I'm not here to devise I think I think it's still better than probably like alcohol oh, so that's the Jesus. worst for sleep so you know A sure when you do drink something you tend to sleep better like uh, faster yeah. but you tend to wake up earlier and the sleep quality is substantially reduced yeah. so, so yeah. I, I kind of dug really deep with this app and like with the users uh, the studies that they've had um, I don't know, but you know, if you know, but I haven't had a sip of anything in like since 2012, maybe 2011. Oh, wow. it's I don't drink at all. Eh? I don't drink. I, I only really drink just to be like kind of yeah. cool. Like if yeah, someone yeah. was like, oh yeah, let's have a beer. I'm like, yeah, sure. Whatever. I'll have yeah. a beer. Yeah. It's not sure. But sure. it didn't really do anything for me at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, what I kind of enjoy is like being able to like having that mind body connection, um, literally at all times. No, so nice. I'd like to know what. Like I'm feeling how I'm reacting to that, and maybe I can like try something else to like make it feel better. So you're, you're a huge biohacker now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, yes, big. Um, so do you do a lot of supplements then now? I've uh, so if we're talking about like health supplements, if we're talking like pre workouts and like no, BCAs, no, no. yeah, just more health supplements. Well, whatever. I don't but know. health supplements, yes. Uh, curcumin, curcumin's oh, a big one for you me, do man. Curcumin, yeah. uh, what brand do you use? Nature's Bounty. Okay. That green one. I don't know. Uh, but what you have to do is with curcumin is you have to take one that actually has black pepper. Is it because like it, it dies in the gut otherwise or something like that, right? It's not active. Yeah, so okay, yeah, it's currently not active unless you actually take some black pepper with it. And okay. some supplements actually have curcumin it, with black pepper. Like it's uh, fused, right? Yeah. yeah so okay. uh, curcumin, basic omegas. Um, I don't know how much you've heard about coronavirus and what you think about coronavirus. Uh, I've heard of it. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> it's affecting my it's life. Happened. It's affecting my life a lot. It's but... only shut down everybody for like well, three or four months. Well, uh, I, you know, I, uh, this is guy John Master John or Chris Master John. Uh, he, he did a lot of studies on that, and he said like vitamin D was one of your oh, best ones. Oh man, yeah. So, so I don't know if you're into that as well, but uh, yeah, for me, for supplement wise, uh, I just stick with uh, my basics. I, I do. Uh, fish oil. Yeah. Um, I try to get about two mil. Well, it's hard now, but because uh, I had to feed a whole family of, of supplements. <laughs> but uh, I try to do two uh, two thousand IU's uh, vitamin D. Even though I'm, I still, especially during the summer, I get more sun. Yeah. Um, I do uh, magnesium, uh, zinc at night. Yep. Even magnesium at night would be pretty good too. Pardon me. Magnesium at night would be pretty good for you. Yeah. Too. It's, sometimes I forget about that. Like uh, that's my worst uh, supplement because it's at nighttime. It's, it's separate from my other ones. I do two thousand of uh, vitamin C, uh, usually a multivitamin, and I've been doing a B complex for a while. Nice, nice. Yeah. So I find that uh, the D has been the most important for me. Yeah, I think so too. And I think what's kind of like misleading about coronavirus out there is that people are just like fearful for their health. Like they're yeah. just out there and they're under. And I get it. Like. Yeah, yeah. It's not something to be joked about. Like, you can definitely die from yeah, coronavirus. Yeah, yeah. They have been. They have been. <laughs> People have been dying. Yeah, but I think what I'm kind of more frustrated with and the reason why this is here is because um, there are ways that we can actually improve our immune system and improve our health. Yeah, of course. That people just don't talk about. Yeah, it's always and a pharmaceutical. Yeah, I think, I think vitamin D is really good for... Uh, I, I think yeah, like I don't want to say that you know if you're if you're probably already immunocompromised or you had like not you haven't been taking care of your health you're probably gonna get sick. <laughs> it's pretty and fair I, to I say. Don't know if, I don't know if it's like um, straightforward or not, but like you know there's a lot of ways to build and boost your immune. Uh, there's ways to do it through food. Um, uh, there's definitely ways to do it through exercise. Obviously, exercise. yeah. Like I think I think being in a gym, uh, albeit it's like COVID concerns, but like I think you're you you get a steady dose of bacteria dirt which i think is important like yes you know, it's very important man i think uh unfortunately you know we, we have uh, I, I think the hardest thing i think about covid is going to be the generation that grows up with this and that you know that they're rightfully to be afraid but now we're using so much like product to kill everything yeah yeah uh and we're disinfecting, disinfecting ourselves yeah <laughs> and you know uh, i come from uh, my, my son's got a peanut allergy all right mm. we're, we're fortunate uh because he's almost, maybe he might be out of it we don't know yet we still he still has got some more test. testing with uh, the allergist uh, but like you know that's one of the concerns is that you know we as humans evolved you know we didn't have utensils stuff wasn't clean yeah we used to eat with our hands uh so and nothing we, was wrong with that ever yeah. before yeah Sure, we probably didn't, you know, sure, there's probably some issues with that, too. But, like, you know, we needed a certain amount of dirt to help build that gut bacteria, build that immune system. Um, but, that you know, we, if, if that's all gone, like, you know, as soon as you, like, put anything in there, you know, your body's concerned. Maybe this is a threat. Yeah. And that's why I think, you know, obviously there's some increases in allergies. Um, and, again, I think that that plays into immune gut disorders. Um, you know, that's why I think a lot of weird things are happening now, but you know, time will tell. Hopefully this pandemic, uh, won't make people so afraid that, you know, that they'll, they'll get some dirt on their hands and yeah, I think there, your body needs to be exposed to at some point correct, or, or not, because you know, it's not really good for you to be home for 
two or yes. three months stuck inside the house and not going outside at all. Like yeah. once you get outside to the world and you re- reintroduce yourself to the, those bacterias yeah. and those different stimulus, it's it's just going to be challenging for you. So, well, I think, yeah, I think it's, it's a tough, but like, you know, I know you don't have kids, but I have kids. They're going to go back to school in September. Oh man. Uh, right. And you know, they, most of them, you know, a, the concern is, Hey, yes, I think they should go back. I, mean, I don't know if they should go back, but one of the biggest thing I feel sorry for parents, like, yeah. you know, they get a yeah. cold, they're not supposed to go. Then you gotta, you can't go to work for two weeks. Um, and especially when kids just get together, there's just way more bacteria getting thrown in together. So yeah, and then the kids become somewhat of a carrier. Care. They come back home, and then yeah. So I don't, I don't know what the right solution is. Obviously, everyone's. We're, I don't no think one, anyone does. No, no one, no, we, you know, you're gonna try. That's essentially what they're gonna do. They're gonna see what we can do, and then hopefully it doesn't go crazy. But you know, like I think that um, we, we want a certain amount of dirt. I think that's important. Uh, I think we shouldn't be overly clean. That's why I think, again, being in the gym, you're just around so much more Whether it be people, people. <laughs> stuff, um, you know. So I, I think that that's, I think the concern is down the road, are we overly hygienic? Yeah. one of the things. And, you know, most people's diets just aren't that great anymore either. So I don't yeah. know if we want to go down that road. Let's either. go, man. Let's go. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So what, I do think, you, what do you eat? Oh, me? <laughs> okay. So I eat, I eat food, John. <laughs> A lot of synthetic food too. Okay, so, um, okay. Well, even if you want to talk about like Corona, and we want to go down that road of like quality of diet. Oh, okay. I, I haven't done that much research uh, on on that stuff. I, I just looking at the numbers. I just assume people that uh, you know aren't taking good care of their health, and I think that uh, just because uh, you know the the whole reason why I think supplements are important. I, I don't think it's the catch all. If you're I agree. I don't think that's like it's not the top thing, especially if you're not eating a healthy diet already. But if you are already eating a fairly healthy diet, I think supplementation is helpful, mostly because uh, quality of uh, food has gone down substantially. Yeah. Right? You know, like uh, I think the study was like a head of lettuce today. Uh, you have to sorry, you have to eat 50 heads of lettuce to get the same mineral and nutrient profile as a lettuce piece of lettuce, uh, like. 10, 30 years ago? I forget how long ago. We're talking about uh, the quality of the products, of course. Uh, just, just, yeah, like yeah, any yeah. type of thing grown from the ground. So because of mineral depletion, uh, like so all the minerals are in the ground. It's not in the actual the vegetable. Like yep. It gets sucked into the vegetable through the, the ground and the groundwater. And because the soil is constantly not being replenished, you're usually cooked. Oh, uh, you're talking about monocultures. Yeah, monocultures. Oh, so a little bit yeah, more yeah, yeah. Okay, so you understand these things too, right? So again, oh, yeah. like, so essentially, a the, the nutrient uh, load of the same vegetable or thing that we've eaten, even like uh, if you look animal products, has diminished. Yeah, right. You for know? sure. Uh, so like that's why to say it's not like you couldn't live a great a good life, but you may not live a great life. Like you're, you're it's a, it's versus surviving and thriving. Yeah, I mean, that's, I think, a product of, like, our entire society society as a whole. Hmm. So I think our society begs for monocultures. And that's kind of what our society is built on. So if we're looking for, unfortunately, a cheap meal, which, you know what? I'm privy to. Like, I'm not saying I'm perfect. I eat at McDonald's. I eat at Subway at <laughs> an odd time. Like, it happens, man. But I, I still haven't eaten McDonald's. Come on. Ever? Uh, not in, like, uh, I think... Dude, if you I said was, ever, I was going to no, like no, no, kick no, you out. No, no, no. I think it was like <laughs> I was coming back from a wedding one day and then it was like, oh, let's grab uh, something. I yeah, think I grabbed yeah. the filet fish once. That was like three <laughs> years ago. I still drink the coffee, but I just don't I don't eat the food anymore. I think. OK, so, yeah, it depends on how far and deep you want to go with this. So yeah. there are obviously some people out there that eat ethically. 
So yeah, if that yeah, means yeah, they, that, that I, I I respect. Yeah, hundred percent. Like if you want to be a vegan, vegan yeah. because you want to protect animals but and you I believe in animal it, safety, yeah. I hundred percent believe that's what you want to do. Correct. But I also think that food is um, it's extremely personal to what that person is going through. Mm, yeah. So again, if I have a friend that's a vegan, I'm hundred percent supporting you because of reasons that you believe in. Yeah. But it's not my job. It's not my authority to like impose my diet onto you because what works for me doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work for you or your family or your house. I agree. I agree. So I think it's extremely personal. Um, but I think as a whole, if I'm just like stepping back and looking at like North American food, if you look at the way that food and structure is supposed to be advertised to all of us, like, unfortunately I got the TV on here, but I bet you, if I'm looking on the boards of this hockey game, there's going to be a fast food on the, on the boards. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. There's going to be something there, but I think Pepsi, I can see Pepsi Pepsi right now. Uh, I hope I don't get sued by Pepsi right now. I, I either. I either. <laughs> um, but these brands thrive on monocultures. I think this is Pepsi. Is it Pepsi? We're uh, drinking bubbly water. It's actually uh, oh, she's bottled in Canada. Doesn't mean it's. I think it's. I think it is. Uh, I don't know who this is. It says Core on it, but I don't know who that is. I think it's a Pepsi company. It could be. I mean, they're at Costco, so it wouldn't surprise me. Oh, yeah, it's PepsiCo Canada. Yeah, yeah. Mississauga, Ontario. Congratulations, Pepsi. Good job. (laughs) Boost out for bubbly. Um, But I think that's just the the world that we live in. So I think we need to find a way to, like, adapt to it because you can't just say, oh, well, our foods are just not nutrient dense. So we're just going to eat shit. So I try to, you know, I used to be, like I said, I've done paleo, I've done a lot of keto, I did intermittent fasting, I've done carb cycling. I think one of the, like, not camps but it's it's hard to be dogmatic i think now for me what do i do is i try to keep um it's not that i don't eat out i just don't choose mcdonald's uh, <laughs> hey I man ch- don't want to put the finger at me dude <laughs> i'm just saying you're the one who said you'd kick me out if i didn't eat mcdonald's uh but um but yeah i think i think like you know, i still eat out um yeah. you know i still do takeout uh you know we do a lot of uh Actually, my wife does a lot of like um, we kind of share the responsibilities. She does a lot of the cooking. I do more of the cleaning. That's cool. Um, and it works for us because she cooks way better than me anyway. <laughs> so like we, I'm very fortunate. We have a lot of like uh, really good meals at home. We do a lot of my kids like a lot of Korean. So oh, we nice, tend to do nice. a little bit more Korean, Asian stuff. Um, uh, right now we're trying to get because my kids are at home. We're trying to encourage them to learn cooking. Nice, nice. So they, they're responsible. Have they for started it. anything like baking or are they, are they more into cooking? Uh, my, my daughter loves baking, so nice, she nice. has a big sweet tooth, uh, unfortunately. Well, fortunately, unfortunately, whatever, whatever, whatever. How old is she again? Uh, she's 13 now. Has she started baking for you guys at the house? Uh, she's made some stuff for, like, other family members and okay. stuff. And, like, she makes a really good banana bread. Nice, nice. Uh, but mostly she works together with my wife. To, uh, they, they, make, they made brownies last week. So it's not like I don't eat any of these things. Of course. Um... And, How you dare know, you not eat the banana bread from your daughter, man? I did. She, she gave it to my my uh, my brother in law. It was it was not for us. It was not for <laughs> us. I, or maybe we did have some. I don't. I don't know. She probably baked two. So I did eat I, everything she makes. I'll eat. Of course. Right. So and they made like shepherd's pie the other day. Uh, so they're making some meals and stuff like that too. I think that that's one of the hardest things that, that especially growing up, like you know. I, if you don't learn how to cook, like you're gonna eat, oh, you're screwed. You're, you're, well, not, yeah, you're, you're you're more likely to go to get processed uh, fast food, and like I'm, again, I'm not saying it's nutrient dense, and again, especially if you're vegan, you're doing it for because you want to help animals and you like that. Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, it's just I don't again, if you're trying to lose weight with that or that's your for your health, probably not the best uh, recourse in my opinion. Yeah, uh, I'm not here to say, but it, and again. Probably there's a small percentage of people that it actually works really well with. For sure. If you have a good, if that fits into your genetic profile. 
So, uh, but for me, like, um, uh, I really just try to monitor my protein. Uh, I take uh, protein shakes. Do you, t- you, do you take protein shakes? Yeah, so I've gotten off like whey, basically. Oh, really? What do you do now? I'm completely off whey. So it's all plant-based. Okay, so, so it's a mix are, you, are you vegan now? I'm not vegan. No, no. Oh, okay. So um, uh, best way to put this. So I deal with RA, rheumatoid arthritis. Oh, you, you have. Yeah. So oh, it's probably a good idea. That <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not vegan. Okay. So yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's okay if I, you are. The, <laughs> way, the way that I think of it, you can't label yourself. Like once yeah. you say you label, then that means, oh, you're all this or you're not this. But yeah. there's flexibility in that. Like I said, I had McDonald's, like who gives a shit? Yeah, well, yeah. But at the end of the day, um, what I try to be is a little more plant-based. Okay, gotcha. So I'm not fully vegetarian, but I'm more plant-based. So if that means I'm eating mostly plant meals for 70% of my week, wow. then I'm more than happy with that. Wow, that's really high. Yeah, but I've, I've cut out uh, whey, and it's really disturbed my stomach, which also kind of leads towards uh, making my RA a little bit more severe. Uh, wait, wait, so, so when you take uh, whey? It's not like it's I, once I drink it, it like flares up um, even a digit with a or iso- a finger. Even with an isolate? Yes, even with an isolate. Okay, so, so I've gotten off of weight completely. Oh, okay. So I'm um, on Vega One. It's uh, pea, cocoa, and uh, gotcha. it's basically mostly a pea powder. Yes, disgusting. I mean, how does it taste? How does it taste? <laughs> Sorry. You try it? Uh, I've tried many uh, <laughs> vegan ones. So there's, a, you know, it's a very different taste. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely chalkier. Something yeah, to get used to. It's you know, if you do you blend it with water. So I typically blend it with only soy milk. Oh, the reason milk. why I go soy milk is I don't want uh, the dairy of a 1%, 2%. Um, Have you tried oat milk? I've heard of oat milk. I've definitely tried it, but it's a little bit sweeter. Mm, and okay. the oat milk that I've only seen has a little more of a higher sugar content. Are you are you not concerned of the photoestrogens from soy milk? So it's more processed. I've, it is a little more processed, but what I've uh, dug a little more deeper into this as well, too, is that the photoestrogens don't necessarily bring only estrogen, but they also kind of control the estrogen so it's not that it's bringing only the estrogen but it controls it to a point where it still allows testosterone to be the major player oh, okay so yes there's been a lot of talk about that soy milk is not good for you yeah i don't, I don't know at, at the same time i've sir i've definitely seen a lot of research that says you can definitely improve your protein intake and you can definitely maintain regular levels of estrogen not increase them by having soy products so yeah i think it's kind of where i'm getting my protein from i guess I think I think it like uh, especially if you're you're choosing soy like I, I don't know how much I haven't like dead uh, you know dug really deep on I guess like the full effects I I know like it's been debunked as well too to some degree yeah. I don't know you've looked at certain studies they say you know it's it's hard to say what works for you I, I think like I said everyone's a little bit different so yeah. that's why I'm wondering if that feels better for you I usually recommend against it I just try. Uh, to get, I, I think it's the reason why I agree is because you're plant based. It's really hard to drink that. I think without like uh, some sort of milk or emulsifier to help that be palatable. <laughs> personally, personally, <laughs> I'm just saying it's, it's it's a rough eat sometimes. Yeah, I'm not yeah. gonna lie. Yeah, that's, um, but that, what I've, that's what I feel is the biggest thing. That's why. Um, <laughs> that's why. Like if you just did it with water, which I did, it was oh it man, was, I would I wouldn't suggest it with just water. Exactly. That's yeah, why yeah. I think uh, the biggest thing I think is, is because you're you're how many are, how many are you having a day? Honestly, yeah. one. Okay, so that, that's I'm not. So before I used to like get three maybe four scoops of an isolate mm-hmm. and kind of work that throughout the day i wouldn't take four scoops in one shot but i would take one scoop post-workout one scoop around lunch one scoop around oh. like i'd space it out yeah yeah um are you concerned about the pesticide levels of the vega brand i no. think there was a i think someone was there was a recent thing about was it heavy metals 
Could be wrong. I haven't seen that about Vega, <laughs> but I, I, I haven't seen know, that about I Vega. Know. It's um, been a while. It's been a while. I think there was a study, like, uh, the, uh, it was like a, it was a weird, I think it was like about six months ago, maybe, maybe longer. But yeah, it was like, there was a bit of a heavy metal testing done and it was the, because it was such high end, like, uh, product, but they were, there was a bit of extra heavy metals or something that was laden in there. Yeah, okay. I'll have to it. take a look at that too. Yeah. I'll take a look into that. It's, it, the reason why I say it's because it's something you consume daily. Yep. All right, so anything that you eat daily, I think that's something that you have to examine and really determine. Oh, for sure. Uh, because it's not the if you, it's not like again like McDonald's once in a blue moon, it's not going to affect your toilet. But if it's if McDonald's every day, that's when you have to kind of look at yeah. it. So that's even for me. Like uh, I do, I do, I I chose what is it? The Muscle Farm. Oh yeah, nice. Isolate, right? So oh, tastes, Isolate. Yeah, the Isolate. Nice. Uh, they had it on sale. So they what's <laughs> They had it on sale. Uh, so. You know, um, not just that, but you know, it's a little bit less calories. It's a little bit more protein per calorie. So I was like, oh yeah, I'll I'll, I'll do this. I saved a little bit of money because it was COVID time too, and yeah. you know, you, you get enough of it. But then I started realizing I was taking because I I I started taking one in the morning, and then I did one post workout. Okay. Right. So only the isolate though, right? It was only the isolate initially, yeah, yeah. right? So did you try combat by the way? It was the combat one. The combat. Oh, combat! Combat's usually with casein. Is it casein? Yeah, casein. It's a mix. It's a mix. Is it? Yeah, it has some regular isolate, but also it mixes uh, casein. Maybe I'll I used to be a religious on yeah, combat. Yeah, you used to be a... Yeah, so uh, I'll, I'll double check on that, but uh, whether or not I... I thought it was just isolate. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, but that that's the two that I have, so I usually have that. But then I was realizing, yeah, it's, you know, sweetening agents. I think that one was sucralose. So I was like, Yeah, eh. it's sucralose. So I was, I was concerned about that. So I moved uh, back to Perfect Way. So okay. they're uh, New Zealand Way. Yes, New Zealand it's way. the white can, right? Uh, yeah, white way. Yeah, nice all white. Or, all white. And they have just the writing. That one, uh, at least it's New Zealand Way. And uh, it's, I think it's because, again, because it's a little bit cleaner, I'm drinking so much of it, uh, I chose to go that, even though it's like more, a little bit more cost. Yeah, I, I honestly, it yeah. comes down to the person, comes down to the yeah. body. For me, at least Vega One, it just it settles down my stomach. Where a yeah, lot of a, a lot of my right. conditions come down to like what generates in my stomach, anyways. So yeah, uh, have you done any try to rebuild your gut like with? Uh, oh yeah, prebiotic, probiotics. Oh yeah. yeah. What, what have you used or? Uh, so I got a little surprise for you. That is a probiotic. Oh. <laughs> that's uh, gonna come up a little later. Oh nice. But nice. Uh, yeah, no, I I definitely have dabbled into trying to experiment with different things that were in my diet daily because again, you you find some things that you eat a lot. Yeah. And they might trigger something. So, for example, I used to have those four shakes a day. Yeah, it's probably too much. Uh, yeah, <laughs> definitely a lot too much. It's definitely too much. Yeah. But then again, there's a whole conversation about macros. Yeah. So how do you like? What do you think about macros? Do you believe it's like a pound of pro or a, a gram of protein per pound of body weight? Like, what are your beliefs? Uh, I I do uh, I do I do attest. That I agree to that to some degrees. So I think that you do. Uh, depends on the person again, but I think yeah, you you wouldn't want. You probably want if you're trying. It depends on what you're trying to do with your body fair, too. Fair, right? fair. Right. So if you're trying to build your body up, you're trying to hypertrophy. I would say you want like a gram, or close to a gram per pound of lean body mass. Yep. Right. So again, if you're just mostly body fat, then probably don't go with that. Number. <laughs> go, go to two hundred and fifty. Go. Yeah. Like that's a lot to eat, anyways. <laughs> but you want to probably more put your protein levels close to where your target weight would be. Then instead, like, oh, I want to be about one hundred and fifty pounds of wherever you are. Okay, I probably Take need one hundred and fifty grams. Like about 150 grams, give or take. I, I, you could probably go less, like honestly, like, um, but like if you're looking at total calories in the day, like protein is just uh, has um, a better 
like versus fat and then it's much easier to eat carbs so like i find that most people are just too low in protein yeah, yeah. so for me i try to hit about uh, i'm about 170 now so i try okay. to hit i try to hit about uh, about 150 160 grams of protein a day cool. all right so i do track uh, i have tracked i do take diet breaks from too I, for a while i just stopped tracking too diet like, and like you stop tracking i stopped tracking yeah, yeah, yeah. like uh, i don't think um so for me whenever i want to dial it in or like a specific goal or something like that uh, you know it's it's useful being a trainer because <laughs> you know what to do yeah yeah um I think uh, so for me, like uh, I try to maintain a high amount of protein. I think I'll probably reduce that as I get older. Like, you know, uh, high protein is good when you're young and you're building muscle. But as you get older, you want to <laughs> scale not... it back a little. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> you, well, it's just it becomes more concerned for cancer things like that. Like because your what is it? Your growth receptors are still going. So uh, for me, like uh, right now, I, I try to do that. I do two protein shakes a day. I try to have, especially now that the gyms are open, I know my stimulus is high now. Yep. Whereas before I was doing more cardio conditioning, nothing was overly taxing on the nervous system. So because my nervous system and the weights are heavier, everything's going, I'm giving myself more calories uh, in total and a little bit more food. So I'm trying to fuel more carbs. Um, I, I usually don't really care where the rest of my calories go. Um, if as long as I kind of take care of my protein. Fair. So whether the rest yeah, yeah. is like fat or carbs, eh, not too much. Uh, I do think about more carbs in relations to if I, I know I'm going to be in relations to workouts, right? So uh, carbs are those things that really, really fill up the muscles yep. and really give it fuel for the workout. So yep. whereas before I used to just, when I did, I guess, keto, there was no carbs, right? Yeah. So I probably lost a lot of muscle mass, unfortunately, even though I think uh, I was fairly lean, but I think I lost quite a bit of muscle mass and strength because I wasn't able to train as heavy per se. And so now I try to maintain my certain amount of carbs and I, I think of more as carbs as recovery tool yep. as opposed to it uh, being just like superfluous calories or sugar. Um, so I do that. I try to get about 19. I think if I was going to, my maintenance calories, if I did calculate is about 2,200 calories, 2,200, 2,300. That's it? I think you gotta go a little bit more. Uh, I'm older. So based on, oh, okay. okay, okay I, yeah. I've taken, I've taken a, like, I've taken a nutritional course. This is much later. This is uh, ISI, ICS. Oh, I forget what it was called. Institute of Nish, uh, National, National, oh, whatever. Some, some nutritional course that I have as well too, the nutritional coaching and uh, so I know the macro breakouts based on their 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 table. That's pretty good. Like yeah. um, uh, for, if I try to cut, I'm at about nineteen hundred to a little bit under. Okay. Right? Uh, and then uh, if I was going to try to go crazy build, which I probably won't, it'd be like twenty five hundred plus. plus, right? Yeah. Um, I I think uh, because uh, and it's where it depends where I was too because I slowed my metabolism down a lot uh, before when I did a lot of keto and stuff like that. Yeah. My, I slowed it down a lot. So if I was going to just ramp up the calories too fast, I would probably put too much body fat of on. So uh, it's a little more steered. Well, I was a little bit more heavier before, but again, I've cut a little bit. And But as long as my protein has been high, I've been able to slowly build up my metabolism so that I can do around 1,900 and I think probably like 2,200 to be maintaining okay. wherever I get to. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think something that people don't even think about a lot is macronutrients. And I used to track it a long, long time ago, like mm -hmm. religiously. Yeah. Uh, until I met my most recent girlfriend, who's just kind of like, just kind of more pushed, maybe more balanced and like appreciative of food eating. Correct. Yeah. So again, like, I'm not trying to cut for like a show. 
Yeah. Right. Uh, I'm not trying to do any bodybuilding shows or anything of that sort. So I don't need like massive energy levels, but what I do need is just something that'll maintain my health, like moving forward. So if that means I happen to enjoy like some homemade pizza and I enjoy some, uh, you know, some pasta at night, like it is what it is. Uh, well, I, I think like, yeah, I think, um, you know, I used to demonize carbs. So I'm one of those guys from before where I was like, oh man, you shouldn't eat any carbs, you shouldn't eat any sugar. Yeah. Like that's stupid. You're well, it depends on the carb. If you're talking about sugar, that's, I, I would leave that totally out. Uh, but if you're talking about carbs as in like uh sweet potatoes rice sweet potato. potatoes rice pasta even yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, you know um for me i think i think everything everything has to be taken in context i wish there were you know the, the the more you get deeper if some you know i would be wary of anybody who gave you like no this is the way you got to do it yeah like anybody who gives you like oh, a sing, simple solution and doesn't come well you know i There's really have to, to it, it. Um, and everyone's a little bit different. Like, um, if you want to recover really well, you're in a, in a situation where you're, you're at a meet and you need some, like, you need glycogen that you should drink. Oh. Like, a, it's hard to eat like 20, like 20 grams of sweet potato or like a plateful <laughs> of sweet potato, which is equivalent to like one drink. Right. So in the context of everything, I think, again, context is king. So for me, it's a podcast, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so for uh, for me, fueling wise, I feel that um, you know I, I have a pretty good balance. Again, I eat mostly home cooked meals. Yeah. Uh, I used to be, I used to be really strict on where everything came. It used to be gluten free. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, I probably have, uh, I probably have some insensit or sensitivities to certain things. But I, I really, honestly, I don't think I do. Uh, I, I can eat almost anything. I have no problems with digestion. Um, but I think that's a product of a good training. I eat, uh, I'm fortunate. Relatively good. I, I like, I eat fairly well. Like I eat uh, chicken uh, re regularly. I have red meat. I have fish. Uh, I eat a lot of vegetables. I supplement with some greens once in a while. Uh, I think one of the biggest things being advantageous wise is being Korean is that we have a lot of kimchi. So we yes, do a lot of a lot of fermented fermented stuff. Yeah. Uh, my family loves pickles. We, we do a lot of different stuff like pickle turnips. We'll, we'll buy them. Nice. Hot peppers. So this really feeds the gut and the giving a, you know, we have a lot of diversity. My kids have been uh, ever since a young age, like, the, you know, my son was probably more resistant than my daughter, but like my daughter loves vegetables. So okay. that was never an issue. Yep. Uh, so we eat a lot of different variety. We don't have like uh, Monday is what is it meatloaf in the yeah. day or things like that. <laughs> Tuesday sandwiches, yeah. Thursday. Yeah. So you know we we've been you know we have such great diversity. You know we're, we're lucky. Like I said, like we we live where we can get like you know produce at any time and things like that. Like the type of ingredients that we can get. So yeah. I think diversity is one of the most important things in your gut biome, your gut system. Uh, because you know, I think you, you I think most people should have uh, you, at least you take a fish oil, right? You know, I think that's missing a lot. Um, but yeah, I, I want that. Uh, I think that's been changed a lot. Yeah. Try to be. I think it really helps. Um, the tracking really helps. I think it's important for everybody to do it at one point, maybe. Yep. If you understand how much your body is really taking in. Correct. Just yeah. it's for education. Hey, what does this actually mean in relations to? Uh, like what does 2000 calories mean right yep. uh and what does 2000 what does it even look like what does it look like yeah yeah and what does it look like with different types of foods yeah right because you know if you ate very healthy let's say very healthy very clean uh whatever you want to call that where it's like oh it's, you get a, a small amount of protein lots of vegetables and a good healthy carb it's hard to eat like 2000 calories it's pretty hard it's very difficult <laughs> to eat a very clean and a lot 
right? So once you realize that, oh wow, this is, and I'm so full, it doesn't taste good, but I, well, I'm not <laughs> you can make it. You can make it taste good. It doesn't good. taste good, but but it's, again, it's not hyper palatable, right? Yeah, it's yeah. not like when you go get a cookie where it has combined through science combined fats and sugars. So you know, obviously, when we were yeah, evolving, that that was never there. Right? Th- those foods were intended to 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 get you hooked, Correct. and that's what it is there for. Of course, for. of course. So, and you know, I still have cookies. I still have like other items. I have chips, I have popcorn. Um, like I, 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 I think we, you want to try to be able to include those so you can have a life. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know that, you know, when you're so strict, uh, so healthy, <laughs> you kind of like, people don't want to hang out with you. I no, think. you're <laughs> that, kind that, of, a, that, you're kind of a loner at the party. Yeah. And, and you go to these parties and you're like, Oh, there's going to be cake there. So I think it's important to learn how to incorporate these things into your life. Yeah. Right. And know, and once you know, like, oh, you know what? I can have a cake. That's fine. I, you know, I, I, I'm just going to change things or maybe, you know, it's OK. I'm going to have it like I worked out today. That's fine. It's going to go into my muscle bellies. I have lots of it. That's fine. Um, but other people like it's not even knowing. All right. So that's the knowledge component. I think it's getting better. Uh, at least they changed was the food was the food pyramid Ooh, thing. The food guide? The food guide. I'm a big anti, yeah. I'm a big anti on food guide. Yeah. Who's not? Who's not? But uh, I think that's one of the big ones where people. Um, don't uh, you know like you know I, hey I, I, i'm a product of it too like my parents didn't they weren't educated no of course and both of our parents probably weren't they're wrong. yeah yeah like they didn't know they just said hey the kind of food guide says you drink milk three glasses <laughs> four or five glasses a day drink your milk now drink your milk i'm like okay I, I didn't mind it i like the taste i had a lot of it uh probably way too much though like you know that's a lot of extra calories unnecessarily and a lot of sugar in that and yeah, yeah no one no one tells you that right you know just think oh get, they're bored well our parents at that time were probably just more trying to feed us yeah and, yeah I, I and, too yeah and at that time uh i don't know about your parents but my parents were immigrants from the philippines yeah. They were just trying to make a living here. Correct. When they made their living here, they had my sister first, then they had me. And at that time, it was just, it wasn't about, oh, let's make sure he's getting enough protein and carbs yeah, and, yeah. and fats. Yeah. At that time, on the table. yeah, here's here's your plate of rice and your fried egg, and there you go. Oh, you got a fried egg, eh? Yeah, man. Yeah, that, used to be their, that used to be the Filipino breakfast. Well, that's not bad, then. That's pretty good. <sighs> no? Just fried rice with soy sauce. Oh, fried rice. Fried rice. And then on top of that, you get uh, two fried eggs. So that's like some that's, of my breakfast. <laughs> No, I'm just saying that's a Filipino breakfast. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. I'm not judging I, about it. I like that breakfast. That Honestly, I would good. treat that as a dinner if I can too. Yeah, I, I would like that. Just a little more protein, some egg whites <laughs> included in that. That's Throw a couple of more eggs, eggs. maybe uh, fried rice and four eggs. You don't want that many eggs. Well, actually, it's okay. I've heard this uh, other study where you, if there was these guys eating uh, 30 eggs or something like that, it was equivalent or very close to the amount of levels of you get testosterone gain from like D-ball, like steroids. <laughs> so I, don't, I didn't try it. But that's 30 eggs it. in one sitting or 30 Correct. eggs in a day? They, uh, one, I, th- I don't know. I, honestly, I don't know. I, d- I didn't research that much. <laughs> I didn't research it that much. Uh, but yeah, like I, I think it's good. Like, I, yeah, for me, like I was fortunate. I, I never, there was never a day I didn't eat. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. My parents came from a war-torn country at the time. So, you know, they, 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 they actually went through war. So they know what actual starvation is. I, I never went through that really. So. Of course. And uh, yeah, like I wish, you know, it's, it's different now. Hindsight is 2020. I wish someone uh, taught us and that hopefully translates better for the next generation. I, I you know, I, I like the idea that there's calories on menus. I think that's yep, a very that's a good first step. Uh, because at least, you know, at least you kind of know, like, hey, uh, I, I ate this. This, uh, this slice of cake is going to be 800 calories. Yeah. Uh, I might uh, I might kill my entire uh, meal with just a slice of cake. Just, well, but most people don't even realize how much they should be eating either. And, oh, yeah, uh, that the, too. the breakouts. And I, I, think, I think it's tough. Like, I, 
you know, it, it, I think because we live in a world where life is so busy or you're, it's, we're, we're really reaching out for convenience. Everyone's tired. You got to drive. Like if you're, you know, you drive pretty far for work. 30 minutes a day, yeah. Yeah. So that's, 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 <laughs> that's, that's, that's a pretty decent time apparently now, I guess like half an hour is not that bad. Yeah. But even then, like if you think of it back in the day when our parents were working, they were like, oh, I want to commute within like maybe 15 minutes. Yeah. Correct. So it, it's obviously different. Like yeah. nowadays we've kind of tolerated like maybe a 45 commute. 45 minute commutes but you know back in the day like a 45 minute commute was like 15 minutes yeah you know I, and i think that's one of the the biggest differences it's hard like because um like if you're if you're in a in a place where you're just trying to get home like you've worked your eight hours and then now you got to come home 45 minute drive you're tired you've been whatever job you've probably even yelled at at some point <laughs> you don't feel great you just want to eat you, you know you're you, looking for the cheapest you're, calorie unfortunately yeah you're trying to get something yeah. something that uh, and again if you have a family you're just trying to prepare something quickly you know okay i'm just gonna pick up a pizza on the way home let's eat whatever it is and then watch some tv i just want to relax yeah right you know and it's, it's a hard cycle. It's it's definitely hard. And for yourself that has two young two young ones at home, yeah. your wife, of course, like, I can only imagine you're just trying to feed the family. But at the uh, same time, be a little more conscious of, like, what you're eating. Well, if, uh, you know, we, we t uh, me and my wife, uh, we, we took um, a qualitative approach. Uh, like, we, we don't, you know. Uh, That's good. Uh, we, we think that it's really important for them. Like, we, we try to buy as much organic as we can. Oh, cool. um, we try to get as much of the hormone-free antibiotic. And we've been doing it for a long week. I, I look at the price of everything else. I'm like, wow, I couldn't be making, I guess he's saving so much money. <laughs> Uh, but I, I do think it's important. I think I, I don't think that my kids are gonna notice today. But you know, I look at I don't want to say a compare, but I look at my kids. Uh, they're fairly balanced. Uh, they have uh, pretty decent like uh, attention spans. You know, <laughs> they they're well mannered for the most part. Yeah. I, I mostly my wife is like the one who's really helped them like, with that. But you know, that helps when you're not like you're not like up and down from sugar. You're not having a huge uh, you know like huge energy rush and energy then a big crash, crash after. Crash. Uh, so, you know, I, I think they have great food diversity. Like, we, we give them the top, what's within our means to maintain. Like, I'm not saving any money, but, like, I think their health is probably more important. And really prioritizing that really helps them. And it makes me feel good that, like, you know, hey, I've been able to provide higher quality uh, products yep. for them. Because, you know, they're, ultimately their body is made from the ingredients that they eat, right? So I think you're just setting up the next generation. That's just what you're doing on your end. And that's what yeah. you need to do as a parent. Like when you uh, yeah. have kids, you're looking just to set up your next generation for the next. You're looking for the best for, for them, them in the future. Well, it's it's weird. Well, it's not weird. But like, you know, this it's 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 knowledge. It's trying to it's knowing what I know and experience. trying to apply. Yeah, experience. Uh, I've seen a lot of I see a lot of kids. Uh, that you know, it's it's convenience, unfortunate for parents, and, and I understand. Like I, I'm in that situation too, where yeah, yeah. Uh, you know it's much easier. You're tired, but you know, like sometimes you, you you've made that choice to be a parent. Like you should, you, you, it's hard not to not give them crap. And it's it's let's face it, if you're not filthy rich, it is expensive. It's hard. It's very it's hard, uh, like it's much easier to buy something that's inexpensive. It's been pre-made. You just put it in the oven, then you can come back in like 10 minutes, 15 minutes. It's ready. Yeah. Um. You know. I can't fault them for that. No, 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 you can't. And it, yeah. it all comes down to perspective. Like, you, yeah, you awareness have to, too. Like, it's weird, but people still don't know about this stuff. Awareness, perspective. Yeah. But I think at the end of the day, it just comes down to like how much you value yeah, X, true. Y, and Z. So for that's me, true. the value of health for me is significantly important. Um, I invest in certain things that are more to my benefit. And it, not to sound selfish, but that's what I'm there for. Like, it's not like I have kids at the moment. 
Um, That's probably the best person you should take care of. <laughs> it probably is. Yeah. I mean, you, the one thing I always listened to was when you're on a plane mm. or when you're um, getting taught the lessons as to like, if there's an emergency on a plane, take care of this, like put the mask on your face. At the end of the day, you can't take, a, you can't take care of someone else unless you take care of yourself first. I agree. And at the same time, uh, I went through ups and downs. You saw me from like a couple of years ago or like eight years ago when I started working out. Like I obviously was at a certain point and I think I, I have to evolve to like what I think is more valuable to me. But then that's my perspective. Yeah. But someone else that's starting at the gym, their perspective might be like, I just want to try to get the confidence to like be at the gym for an hour by myself and not in the women's only section. Yeah. Like yeah. in the, the whole section as a whole. Correct, so. Yeah. I think it just comes down to perspective as to where you are. Um, as much as we might joke about it and like kind of poke fun at some things that we see at the gym. Of course, of course. Um, who doesn't? Who like doesn't? we all poke fun at it. But... Well, especially as fitness guys. You know? <laughs> the more you've been at the gym, the more you have to... The more you have to have fun yeah, with yeah, it. Yeah, of course, of course. But honestly, I think just everyone just needs to be motivated enough and see what's important to them and then just go yeah, towards yeah. that. Like you don't have to work out and run a marathon if you don't want to run a marathon. Well, I think that, yeah, like goal specific, it's good to establish why you're going to the gym. Like, uh, obviously, you know, try not to compare yourself against everybody else. Um, that's hard in itself. Like, you know, it's hard because a, you know, you, you, you know, you get, you give yourself kudos or anybody who comes in new. I try not to be so judgy, uh, because it takes a lot of courage to come in, even just do that tour, come in, see people, yeah. uh, make that first step. And it's, it's, it's challenging because, it's very tough uh, to change your body. I've, I've come, you know, for me, even myself, like uh, I, I wasn't in, in the greatest of shape. Uh, so I've changed my physique over the years. Definitely have. Yeah. Yeah. So and, and I think that's one of the, uh, you know, if you can try to find more celebration, you know, we're in a world where, you know, we just like to shit on people all the time. So <laughs> it's very easy. It's poison sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, you sometimes, like you said, you have to take care of you. You got to champion yourself. Yeah. Uh, make sure you can do that and know what you do that. Like some people just really, you know, we, we have a lot of negative self-talk. Uh, again, we take things from childhood at a weird angle in time. And then you, if you can kind of let that go and, and, you know, be nice to yourself, I think it's a, it a great message. Of course. Um, it, it, it can really make your life a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's just, it's quality of life. Like yeah, what kind yeah. of quality of life do you want to have in two years and five years and 10 years? Like what do you, what do you want to have out of this? Yeah, like, I don't think abs are going to make you happy for no, most people. That, no, that's, that's one bullshit. of the weird things. Um, you know, as a trainer, we, we, t we tend to have a lot of body dysmorphia in our group of, uh, of people. Uh, as Go figure. Is. I, yeah. bet, I bet you all of your clients have some sort of body dysmorphia. Yeah, like, <laughs> cl clients aren't so bad, actually. Honestly, trainers are worse. Like, we, we are probably never happy with ourselves uh, enough. I mean, it's because we know. Like, we, we can, we, we tend, you know, we, we always, we should. Not should, but we are constantly kind of evaluating people on a day-to-day -day basis. We're checking their mechanics, movement. I'm a kind of, especially when people came back from COVID, I'm just doing a quick scan. Like, what did you look like before? <laughs> mm, oh, you did pretty good. Other people, mm, not so good. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I'm not here to judge, but we have to determine where we are and trying to get forward. And I think mindset really helps. Yeah, course. and just being realistic with where yeah. we are at that point, right? Yeah, like... On that vein of being hard on yourselves, if, if you can let that go, be nice to yourself, um, you know, take the challenge on and, and really strive for being a little bit more, I don't want to say adventurous, but yeah, it, 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 try to be lit there and then push yourself a little bit more. Yeah, um, I think that's that's important, but I know that there was one thing that you used yourself personally oh, yeah. to kind of push yourself a little more. 
And I hate to go back to training and the exercises side of it, but oh, I know yeah. that there's going to be some enthusiasts that listen to this. Sure, yeah, of course. Um, talk about some of the, just very quickly or in depth, some of the Olympic training or Olympic lifting that you've learned about and like maybe some of the powerlifting sure, kind of techniques yeah. and methods that you came across. So uh, initially when I came, I was more of a, I guess, style of training with his funk. I don't know if you want to call it functional. It's just like you did a ridiculous amount of like superfluous movement. Right. Uh, and then I kind of got into a little bit of powerlifting. Um, I didn't compete or anything like that, but I started doing more of those movements. So I really enjoyed uh, squat, bench, deadlift. Those are the, the three. The lifts, big three. The big three. And um, I guess I really enjoyed those. It just became part of the program. Uh, one of the big things about powerlifting itself was uh, there are very structured programs for powerlifting to get you strong. So that's a, a big difference between like regular bodybuilding per se, I guess, is that it's a system to get you stronger and then it's very quantifiable. Did yep. you get stronger or did you not? Uh, from there, it progressed to Olympic lifting. Uh, uh, Olympic lifting for me would be using all the superfluous gym skills <laughs> that you've developed over the years uh, in a technical manner. Yep. So when you, <clears throat> like you've, you've done some Olympic, so when you snatch, and when you land and it hits perfectly, it's that like golf moment when you sink a ball <laughs> into the hole, right? Yeah, yeah. When a lot of before reps uh, was you're just doing the movement. It's just like constantly. Or you're breaking it up to like do separate parts of the movement. Correct, right? Yeah. So it's it's not like, uh, not to say there's no goal in mind, but the movement doesn't have as much specific purpose. Like I'm doing a bicep curl. Yes, yeah. So that, like you know, that doesn't require like a lot of skill, timing, or well, it's still some concentration. There's always do. Fair. It. But the amount of skill required to throw a bar over your head, catch it, and then come up and not hurt yourself, <laughs> especially if it's a sub substantial amount of weight, is very technical. Yes. So it's bringing that component of sport into the gym is what I found. Why I found Olympic lifting very, uh, it's satisfying. It's like very. Uh, yeah, it, it's. I guess that that that's, it becomes very rewarding in that moment when you hit it, it, it. It's an achievable. It's something that's measurable. I found that was like why I gravitated to Olympic lifting. That's something I admired the most that I've seen you do with most of your clients versus other clients that I've seen go with other personal trainers. Mm. So I've obviously been in the good life world for eight or nine years or so. I've I've gone to multiple gyms. And what I've always seen is a standard isolation workout of like a bicep curl or a tricep extension or a chest press. Like it's always just that isolated movement. And maybe it's like the evolution of the personal trainer. Maybe. Maybe it's the program itself that's suited for good life. Whereas like it's more of the kind of inspirational. Yeah, it's a cookie cutter good life training. Um, but what I've seen you do with a lot of your clients uh, over the last maybe two, three, four years or so um, you've introduced powerlifting to them yeah. or an Olympic lift to them. And I think that's like absolutely impressive. I think it's something that's so underappreciated because at the same time, you can go to the gym for a long time, not get challenged, but at the same time, you're introducing something that's so compact, but yet so technical and so detailed. And you still, like you said, it's that hitting that putt in the whole moment where, you know, once they achieve it, it's number one is worth success. But also at the same time, there's like a physical benefit to it. Yeah. 
I really like all my clients at some point, unless, you know, they, they physically don't have the mobility or some sort of issue. Uh, I want them to be able to squat, bench and deadlift, like pull ups as well, too. Like we I still do some isolation movements. I think, uh, of course, I, that's, that's, that's going to be part of personal yeah. training everywhere you go. Well, I, I, I didn't I, I thought that isolation was useless before, too. But there there are benefits, especially for rehab or like uh, bring up uh, lagging parts. But, yeah, I think that it's important to do certain movements. Um, again, the more your body is exposed to uh, stimulus-wise, the more it is uh, robust for the world. Yeah. Again, I- I'm not saying that the gym is the greatest place for athletic performance, but you know it's a somewhat, especially if it's guided through a personal trainer that's somewhat qualified. <laughs> uh, you're, you're you're giving your body experiences, so when weird stuff happens outside of the gym, you'll hopefully be a, bit, a little bit more prepared for it. Yeah. Um, I've had some clients with great successes, some of them unfortunately stronger than me now. Uh, maybe not after COVID now, but who knows? But they were, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a pride, but it's the same thing. It's a, it's a, it's a pain because they're stronger than you. But uh, they, I think that's the thing about uh, training is to give them more novelty. You need to, you can't just do, and you can't, but like you're not really helping them a lot if you just grow their bicep only. Yeah, yeah. You want to teach them how to extend their body into ranges of motion, balance, um, control, stabilization, uh, so that when they go out there and they like go out and do stuff, then they'll be prepared for it. Like, you know, Carl, like before like we did Carl. It, uh, the small guy tra- that used to train at five 30 in the morning all the time. Remember Carl, Carl, Carlton, Carl, anyways, no. you don't, you don't trainer though? no, 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 my client, my client, Carl. <sighs> no. Okay. Anyways, anyways. Brown guy. Anyways, uh, oh yeah, yes. man. Yeah, we train forever. Smokes. Uh, yeah, yeah. He, he, he again. So, so forgot this, about Carl, man. So Carl' like, original goal was to slim down. Yeah, uh, he used to be a pretty husky kid. Pretty husky kid. We, we got him down at some points, and again, uh, better for me now than later. But it doesn't really matter. One of the things is that later on, what what eventually became his evolution was he loved Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Nice. So nice. he started doing him. that, uh, and he was um, not. When, when he got there, his physical preparedness was amazing. Was better. Was better than he was when he first started with you, for oh, sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. He, <laughs> he probably couldn't have done jujitsu before. But yeah. once he found what he he liked and enjoyed, he no longer needed the gym, which, yeah. is, which is great. He liked going there. A couple of big things was he, was he had great endurance. Yeah. He had great strength. He had understanding of his body. He understand the movements of these things. And that, if he didn't, like, I know he was doing... Um, like what's that, that that the what's that thing at the gym? No, what's that uh, workout program you do on the, the the TV or the video before? Oh, um, Ab- not rabbit for what's that? We talk about Sean T or something no, else? No, no, something something X. Oh, P ninety X. P ninety X. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was doing that before, and like, not to say that it was wrong, but again, after we trained for quite a long time. Yeah. But once he got to there, it was it was outstanding. Like his ability, he felt great. He felt strong in his own skin. He had great endurance, and that's what really translated well. And I think that's the preparedness that I'm hoping for most people that come to the gym. So it's not so you can just flex your biceps of course. have a great or look and have a good picture. A good picture. That's great too. Like that's hard to sustain, but uh, that's nutrition again. <laughs> but. Uh, having the abilities to do things, I, I think that's the most important thing. Like you come to a challenge, hey, you know what? We're gonna go ziplining today. Oh my god, 
But you have like, oh, I feel confident enough in my body that I can hold my body up. This. I can do it. It may be still scary and that's okay, but I feel confident enough in my body to be able to do things. You know, when, when some of my clients, they do their first jumps, they're always so astounded. Yeah. Oh my God, I can jump again. Um, you know, it ha- uh, I've had clients where, oh, it was weird. Uh, not we- like I've had a client, he had to move his house and man, he was lifting stuff. He didn't feel that he was a little bit sore, but he's wow, I don't think I could have done this like six months ago if we didn't yeah, do the yeah. training. Uh, you know, we've trained people to prepare for like backpacking trips, things like that. Um, another client, you know, she worked at her trade show, like she's done all, every year. She owns a design firm, uh, interior design firm. And like, she felt like, you know, she maybe didn't get to where her physical goals were at, at that time, but when she was moving, she was more prepared or at least for she didn't it. feel tired. She felt strong. She was able to move things, get the, the banners and stuff down. And that's probably like one of the most important things I think that's neglected in training is your physical capacity. Yep. And, and you know, uh, not not to say that squat, bench, deadlift are the big things, but they do prepare you mentally. Really, again, those because you have to use so many motor parts to do that well. Um, you know, I think it's important. I think it's really yeah. good. Yeah, I think compound exercises have taken over the world, at least maybe for me. So, like, not necessarily just single joint exercises. Mm-hmm. So, not necessarily uh, a single bicep curl with one arm. Like that, yeah. just it's for me at least it's meaningless. But for me, my application, and I think. It's, it's just as long as you understand your application. So if you know your application is for sport. So for me, the explosion of jumping up for a rebound in basketball or like being able to rotate and swing and course, yeah. get a golf club through. Um, that's where powerlifting and like Olympic lifting has kind of like played into my world. Okay. But for, again, as long as someone's realistic about what they're actually doing with their training and they know what they're doing, I think powerlifting and Olympic lifting becomes functional fitness for them. It can be. I, I You know... Uh, <clears throat> As long as they, yeah, I think like you, you prefaced earlier where they said as long as they know their limits, right? Yeah. The fact is that powerlifting is one of the most injured sports, uh, like <laughs> or activities. Activities, yeah. Like you know, if you don't do it well, um, and it's usually people that you know they 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 know they had no business trying that that day, <laughs> like me multiple times. Like mm, I'm probably I didn't sleep well, but I'm gonna go for it anyways. That the program says I'm gonna do it. Um, and that's the overreach, right? So yeah. if they understand, and that, that takes a while to know what their bodies are cap- capable of, especially once you get into like really heavy strength training is knowing where that, that line or the demarcation line is and trying not to go over it, uh, too much because, you know, you, you risk a lot, like, you know, you, you definitely you, risk a lot. Um, I mean, you're engaging more muscles, you're engaging more joints into the, the movements. Nervous, the nervous system is severely taxed. <laughs> So at the same time, if you're not protecting yourself or if you're not like controlled to it, correct? Um, yeah, there could definitely be some problems. Well, injury is like you know, no one wants to mess up their back. No, but, uh, no. and I don't really recommend it. It's not. <laughs> it's not. It's not fun. I've had to rehab my back multiple times. I think uh, the reason why I love it the most is also because uh, if you didn't know, I'm a big. I love golf. Oh, okay. No, I, I didn't know about I the golf. I love now. golf, That's man. New now, okay, you're Korean. What's, I'm Korean. <laughs> well, every Korean <laughs> loves golf, so you can get adopted, my friend. I I love golf, man. It okay. just there's something about it that is so clinical and mm. so technical. Yeah, that's it's so, like Olympic lifting. Like when you it's hit that exactly perfect, exactly like Olympic lifting, which is why I love it, man. Well, it's because like uh, again, that this is a sport that is well, it's only you. 
Like, there's nobody else you can. Well, maybe, maybe the guy who's yelling, but um, <laughs> like it's 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 a sport of on your own, right? So it's yeah. control, knowing what to do. It's very technical. Like you know, you throw your elbow out a little bit too much. You're screwed, or, you or your down. balls left to the yeah. right. So you know, it's it's a bot a lot of control. So I I respect why golfing is such an exciting or I just hate sport. how much like people clout golfing. Why? <laughs> Who because, oh, just because it's not an athlete sport. You've got to be fat to play golf. Have you seen the golfers these days? They're oh, so yeah, fit. Yeah. No, no oh. I'm not saying that's not oh. true. Oh, okay. I'm not saying that's not true, but oh. you do have like that stigma, stigma. that oh. golf is like the lazy sport. I, I think I, I think if anything, if I'm going to eventually retire to a sport, I, I was thinking it was going to be rock climbing, but probably it's not going to be. <laughs> it's probably going to be something like golf. you got to pick up golf, man. It's fun. Uh, I, I have golfed in the past. I think I think it's great because, A, you're outdoors. It's uh, a long period of time of walking. Uh, again, <laughs> Are they going to say a long period of time out of the house? <laughs> well, well, that too. That too, probably. That's probably like a part and parcel. But it, it's, it's a, if you... It, not even if you cart, it's not so bad. Like you get a, quite a bit of walking. You get outside. Yeah, you're yeah. using your long range vision. Um, use a lot of body mechanic parts. Uh, you have to focus a lot. I think it's a great, especially because like you, you, you know, when, when I get older, I, I'm I don't want to wear down my my joints. joints. You don't want to play basketball, jump up and down, run it down the court. I still would like to be able to, of course, but uh, of course. I, I don't think that'd be like uh, you don't want to rely on that though yeah, as really no. activity. I, I I think no, I wouldn't mind that either, but I just don't think I'd have the capacity. I don't. I I'm not. I'm not. I'm not six feet tall, John. I'm like six seven. I'm not just not that good. <laughs> Listen, I, I want. I want to be something where I can kind of do okay. <laughs> Like have you? I've tried. I've tried this layup thing, and then just these guys just come and swat it down. Dude, have you not seen like the Chinese basketball league? No, like no. they have point guards. They're like five foot two, five foot no, three. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying I you're five foot two. I don't but live just... in China, man. Like, have you seen the guys that that come to play the game? Have you seen the kids? Listen, these days? man. As long as you're just not playing basketball, yeah. like. In specific areas of Toronto, <laughs> then you're, you're going to be fine. Well, I would mostly probably just uh, try to beat my son. And then once he starts beating me, then I'll stop playing. Like, <laughs> like, uh, I expect that's where it's going to go. But yeah, I, th- I think it's, it's a great thing. Like golf, I think it's a great game. I think it, because you get very in the moment, I think that's important too. Yeah. It allows you to clear your head where a lot of people are, you know, we're always never thinking about where we are now. We're always thinking about, oh, tomorrow, later, this, that. So, you know, that's probably why people love it too is because... You're just focused it's there. It's their release. Yeah you're, yeah, you're just there at that moment. You enjoy that moment. It's a nice weather. Like, we never we never in our human existence lived in a hut for days all day. Like, you didn't want it. You wanted <laughs> for months to go, months. months. Yeah, but especially now, months. Well, I still got out. But I think that's, uh, that's, you know, getting outdoors. People don't, you know, why probably most people are so vitamin D deprived. It's great when they go outside. They just get the sun naturally. Even though if you supplement, it's different when you get it from the sun. So what I've seen is, so even just talking about that, like us being carted inside for as long as we have been, mm-hmm. it's not that you can't get outside. But at the same time, um, there is a significant benefit to being in the sun and getting some vitamin D. Correct, yeah. Uh, and just kind of, again, I know this is kind of like a little bit off the beaten track, but even when it comes to like COVID, um, the amount of vitamin D people or the amount of people that were vitamin D deficient were about like 95 to 96% in certain countries. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it just goes to show like even just something as simple as even going outside for a walk in the sun like yeah, is just minutes. better for your health. Uh, you know, like we didn't have like per- permanent shelters all the time on evolving. So it, it makes sense that you should have enough vitamin D. Like I think there was a, I forget what, there was another study, but that I think there was a computational error when people put in the, you know, the daily recommended uh, uh, IUs, yeah. like the daily recommended. I think there was a error. I think it was, you know, I think it's less than a thousand milligrams. The right original now. number? Yeah, the original number. Mm. I think, I think the calculation was done incorrectly. So you're supposed to get like 7,000. 
I heard that your body can tolerate up to 5,000. Okay. So I'm taking 4,000 right now mm -hmm. just for the sake of getting it up there. Yeah. Um, but again, I'm also in the sun a ton too. So like, Yeah, I do too just because I know I'm in the sun so much. Like I'm biking a little bit more now. So I'm getting a little more sun. And, yeah, you know, yeah. there's other th four other people that have to feed vitamin D too. too. So I just try <laughs> to keep that a little bit. Uh, not that actually what's what's it's kind of crazy because these supplements that we talk about are fairly inexpensive yeah like, yeah and like, they're fairly simple yeah they're, they're fairly simple to like get. you don't need to get like the super high-end one with this other compound that supposedly like if you just get vitamin c and vitamin d the, and a bit of fish oil probably those three uh probably magnesium as well those yeah. probably are my recommended point. four yeah those four are probably your top bet for most people who are deficient everyone's yeah. deficient on usually those vitamin Something. d and Mag yeah d and magnesium seem to be the biggest C is just going to help your body and immune anyways, right? So Yeah. Sounds good, man. Yeah, man. Um, so the last thing I want to just ask you yeah. is for listeners and for viewers. Yes. Um, we've obviously still in kind of like a pandemic sort of time right now. Yeah, yeah. What would you suggest for everyone to kind of do in order to find their better health or... Okay, yeah. What, what, would, what would you recommend? What would you recommend? Um, I would try... Uh... Do you need uh, the fanciest equipment at home? I know you probably don't think you need it. Uh, oh, for training-wise specifically? Maybe training or like overall health. Uh, I, I, I would think that you probably don't need... The, like it depends on your where you are it, like you know obviously if you've been going to the gym for a long time you probably need more than the average person uh but if you haven't worked out and if you just want to get i think some con continuous uh, some sort of long distance walking or at least some sort of walking or movement of yeah. some nature uh ideally outside instead of a treadmill i think that's one of the big things just so you're um you're engaging more than just your arms you you really engage your vision Yep. Like, I think that's important. I think that's a lost type of thing. You know, we, we look at screens as rare. We're already on screens all the time. All, all the time, right? So just to, to maintain some of your long-range vision, which should reduce your pain, should improve your posture. And, like, do some... Uh, I don't want to say exercise, but, yeah, try to get some... some it doesn't have to be long. It doesn't have to be crazy. You know, if, it's, yeah. if, it, if, if it, you're finding training as a difficult thing, break it up. Break it up into like five, ten minutes, a couple times day. a day, yep. a couple of three, two, three times a day. Start small. Just make it a part of the habit. Uh, I used to think I used to throw the kitchen sink in all my clients. Uh, I use a very much more simple. Pro Let's work on this. Let's master this first. Move to the next one. And I think that's the easiest solution. Once you get pretty good at one thing and then it's, uh, you know, checkbox. Most people get flustered if you throw 10 things and you try to change everything and you try to do all of them so, some there's a few people that can do that usually those people are getting divorced or getting married <laughs> uh but some people are super extremists and can manage that but most people i think it's much better to keep it simple do one thing yeah even if it's like hey i'm gonna go for a five minute walk after lunch <clears throat> right you know i've just got some food in me it's gonna help me digest a little bit Fantastic. Go for a walk. Get the sun in on me because that's going to help me sleep a little bit later. Uh, because, you know, like now you've had some sun and your brain's like, oh, look, sun time. And then hopefully do that a little bit uh, more later. Yeah. So I think, yeah, a little bit more movement. Walks are great. If you want to do training modalities, yeah, I think, uh, you know, outside of your knee, pay attention to your feet and balance. So 100%. try to stand on one foot and see if you can do it. Most for a long period of time like like 10 seconds try 10 <laughs> seconds try to keep your and keep your foot straight and do it yeah most people will automatically be like this and they're like that but or you, shift uh yeah mo it's even for me it's still to this day it's still fairly difficult to have a straight foot and maintain balance 
and I've been working on it a lot. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully everyone can do. Oh, I'm old though. That's again. I probably <laughs> have ruined myself more by doing different things, and that's where the caveat is: try to do it well, and try to really do it right the first time, so you don't have to fix stuff later. Yeah. And it comes down to efficiency, I think. So if you've learned all those things over the course of a time, maybe it's not uh, jumping to an Olympic lift as soon as you oh, think yeah, it is. Yeah. But it's, you know, go through the experience, experience, you know, break it down into like multiple steps. So instead of, you know, getting from the bar up, maybe start from up. It's like start from yeah, yeah. the waist and move up. Higher position. Yeah, so again, just breaking it down, make it simple for you guys. And even if it's a, something as simple as going out for a walk, guys, just get out and do it. Yeah, it's I, beautiful I, weather this summer. Like, I don't see why not. I, I think that's one of the best things. Like, I, I think just being more active, moving around, like people just don't realize how important it is. Um, I, if you can do more training, I r- really recommend. I think you should be able to, uh, you know, you should be able to touch your toes and you should be able to touch <laughs> the sky, like uh, the ceiling. I don't, I, I don't see why not. Yeah, but you know, those, and you should be able to balance yourself on one foot. Like, I think these are some of the things that may not be as important today. Uh, but again, down the road, it, it really can make a big difference. It will be. And for sure, again, you wouldn't have that sort of guidance. I mean, there is a lot of information out there for people yeah. to kind of pick up on. But for me, at least, I think you can get that guidance through a personal trainer specifically because, again, they're going to be able to assess you honestly. Correct. Yeah. And they're going to be able to direct you in a way that's more efficient for you. And it doesn't mean that you have to be working out for 60 minutes and you're going to push them yeah, through yeah. a strenuous workout, but maybe it's going to be 45 minutes and you guys can talk through the workout Agreed. and have fun with it. So, you know, there's a lot of things you can do. There's an always, you know, the, the, some of the best workouts aren't where you're crying on the floor. Yeah. Those are also good ones, but you know, those ones are good, but you can't do them all the day. You can't do them yeah. all the time. Yeah. You once in a while. Yeah. Again. Yeah. That's really good advice because like, you know, I think the, the mode of like go hard, train every day, don't stop. No, no, you don't, you don't, don't give up. No pain. No, these are all bad things. You, I think you, you should know, <laughs> it's all old you, news. you should know when to stop. You should, you should, you should measure yourself. Well, uh, you know, take recovery. You, you really want to change your body. Make sure your recovery is on point. Yeah. Can out train recovery. You, was it? You, yeah. You, you can out train. You can out recover. Poor training. Don't uh, don't train yourself to the guy beside you. So be realistic about yourself. Don't yeah. try to outmatch them. Yeah. Don't try to outlift them. I've done that many times. I've lost many times. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, just I think just be aware of your body. Yeah. Just be aware of your body at the I, time and so what bad. you're doing at that point, and be conscious about it. Right? Yeah, like I agree with that too. Like when you're doing the exercise, uh, sure, listen to music. Uh, but don't be chatting on the phone with your friend while you're you're watching six Instagram videos while you're doing your <laughs> set. You know, if you're there, like try to get the most of it. Really try to spend the time. Try to make that connection with your body. It'll appreciate it, and you, you, you'll get more benefit out of that yeah. that time you're there, anyways. So. Yeah. Just as a side question. Yeah. How do you find clients are taking, or maybe not clients, but how do you find that uh, people at the gym like us mm-hmm. are doing with a one hour appointments? Uh, I think people are surprised. Uh, <laughs> I think people are surprised how efficient they can be when they're down to a pinch. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought you meant surprised in another way. Oh. But yeah. Surprised in efficiency. Yes. You know, I talk to a lot of people. A lot of people who are like uh, avid gym goers were concerned about this big one Mike. hour. Uh, big Mike. Everybody. Everybody. <laughs> like anybody who's gone to the gym, like who need, who's always in the past done two, three hours. Uh, you know. Uh, Big Mike there, he talks for like 30 minutes and 40 minutes a day. So, you know, you <laughs> is just he take... still there in the morning? I saw him today. I yeah, saw him today. Yeah, nice, uh, nice. I think he was there in the morning. I assume he has been. Uh, but yeah, like, you know, you can be efficient. There are ways to go about the program so that you're being a little bit more time sensitive. 
Um, you know, but like there's a lot of ways to program it. Um, yeah, there, I, I've written programs that can go easily two hours and I've written programs that uh, take an hour, right? Yeah. Most of my clients only have an hour block. We of try course. to get as mo- much as we can in that hour. And as well too, like, is there a, uh, the same as you're saying recovery? Is there a huge benefit going well beyond that one hour as well? Yeah. You're probably going to get potentially at some diminishing returns. Uh, you're not going to be as strong, so you're not going to be pushing as much. You could be a little more at risk because you're going to probably be a little more, more tired. tired, a little more injured. So, you know, the, um, I, I think that it's important that you you maximize your hour if That's the, since that's the current situation. Uh, at the same time, yeah, like probably I, I think I think people are going to be OK. I think so, too. Yeah, I don't think I, I think an hour is more than enough if you. You just be efficient with your time. You're good with your breaks. You look at you, you, you time your breaks, or you just, you know, just don't don't be so lax. Don't waste a lot of time. Yeah, like but that's what most of the people who did who were there for more than one hour <laughs> did a lot of nothing while they were waiting in between. You know, they take a call or whatever the case is. So you know, what I do want to say though is, um, yes, I know that the hour appointments are there. Yeah. Um, for a lot of gyms that are reopening up now, whether it be phase three or phase two or whatever phase we're in right phase now. Phase three now. We're phase three? three. Yes, I don't sure. even know. I don't pay attention. Phase three. Phase three. It's phase three. What, uh, whatever phase we're in. Um, <laughs> three. Three. What, three. The phase that we're in, what I do appreciate first off is I'm not hypersensitive to COVID, but yeah. I know that there's going to be a lot of people out there that are. They are, yeah. So what I do want to stress is uh, I've been to Good Life at Hillcrest and I've been to Good Life at Major Mac and Weston. So for the people listening, uh, if you are taking COVID seriously, both gyms are taking this very seriously as well too. So I appreciate the work that you guys, whether it's the personal trainers or the cleaning staff that you clean guys staff. do at the work, at the, the gym. It might be the cleaning staff, but yeah, yeah. I, I've seen you clean up after your clients as well too. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I think um, you know, not you know. I think honestly, the biggest concern is to make sure you wear the mask. Uh, if if you're concerned or if you have any, any type of immunocompromise, I think wear your mask, even if it's a little bit challenging during the workout. Uh, just reduce your intensity. Obviously, it's it's beneficial because you improve your CO two tolerance. Uh, so just you know reduce intensity. But if you, if you're concerned, definitely wear the mask uh, while you're in the facility. I recommend that. I think that's your safest bet. If you you're if you're that concerned, if you're concerned about COVID for sure, wear your mask the whole time. But just then in that situation, understand your cardiovascular is going to be off, or maybe just take it off a little bit to breathe. You know, yeah. just be. I, I think the club actually has done a. Um, I think the, the company itself has done a good response. They've been fairly good. I think it's smart. The, you have to do these appointment times to allow for contact tracing in the future. So, uh, you know, it's been rolled out well. It's not. It hasn't rolled out as fast as people want, probably. The ones that who want to go to the gym. Don't get me started on those people, man. Yeah. yeah but, but the, you know, the, the, there's always going to be somebody that's not happy. Happy, enough. of course. Like, there's still members now that probably are, are ups, they're still upset that these things aren't being cleaned enough or whatever the case is. Uh, I, I think though, I think the, the response was good. I think the timing was good. I think the organization did a great job of coming up with a good system. They've hired a bunch of people. They're spending money. You know, it's not like it's uh, cost, cost nothing. They're, they're not in a, obviously they're probably not profitable for sure. They're probably losing money, but you know, they were profitable before. So it's not like, you know, it goes uh, every which way, one way or the other. So, and, and well, you're just, trying to take care of the people. Correct. That's yeah, what's important. I think that's what's, what's been like impressive. Um, you know, that they're actually really uh, trying to keep the members 
uh, they're try- a they're trying to stay afloat, obviously, but yeah. they're still trying to provide a great uh, a good service that it's a safe environment where people feel comfortable coming back. Yeah, and I think they've done a good job. Like I think it's well organized. I- I've been fortunate. Like our our G- GM has been really good. He's very diligent. He's really keeping the staff under control. So you know, I think we're fortunate. Yeah, uh, where we are, and you know, I-, I don't know where the other clubs are at. And I know a couple other GMs, and I- they seem like great guys too. Yeah. So you know. I've been very kind of quiet about this um, because it's something that's kind of sensitive to me. Mm-hmm. But uh, this is why I have the podcast and this is why I'm going to talk true. out. I'm going to just let it go. Yeah. But uh, I've talked to a lot of people, whether it be gym members of LA Fitness or Good Life sure, yeah. or even like a Win Fitness. Mm. And a lot of the rhetoric that's been out there is obviously a lot of people are either A, bothered by the time restriction of an hour. Right. Yeah. Or B, they're kind of upset that you know, a lot of the amenities that they were used to are gone. Oh, really? So, I mean, no surprise, surprise, but like if you had a guy that would work out and then go to the sauna and oh, shower. Oh, I see the amenities, amenities. He would be, uh, he'd be uh, a little upset that he wouldn't be able to use those. Was that Howard? Uh, <laughs> it wasn't Howard. Oh, okay, okay. I didn't speak to Howard, but Howard did uh, pester me for something oh, else. I'll course, tell you that after. Of course, yeah, please do. Um, but as far as the amenities are concerned, uh, and for what we pay into our service, mm, yeah. uh, I've been kind of vocal about this with, Everyone that I've talked to. Um, so a lot of people have said, oh, I don't want to go back. I'm not going to return back until all the amenities are back in, in line. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And on one on one degree, I do understand where they're coming from. Yeah. So like, if you're not getting your full value for the money, sure, yeah, yeah. it's your money at the end of the day. So you got to deal with what you got to do with. Uh, but what's important to me is getting people like yourself or like the other staffers that are back at work, getting them back to a regular normal as well, to the point where I'm more than willing and happy to support and pay back for my membership, even though I'm not getting those amenities because it gets you guys back to work. It gets you guys back moving back at good life. Uh, and what's good to see is that not necessarily just yourself only, but even like the part-time guys that would work at the yeah. desk or I don't even know if Angela's back, but uh, she, she's not yet. She's not. It's, it's, she doesn't childcare. She has no childcare, <laughs> <laughs> but she will be back apparently in September. So but I, I look forward to supporting you guys yeah. because it's, uh, it's something that's dear to me, but at the same time, it's a Thank service you. that you guys provide to us. So I just want to say on behalf of people that appreciate the gym, and appreciate that you guys actually work there on a daily basis, whether it be at 5.30 in the morning or 10 o'clock at night and whenever you need to close. Uh, we thank you. And the people that come back are appreciative of the things that you guys do. So Well, thanks. Like, we, we, we like being there. Like, I, well, I don't know we, but I like being there. I like <laughs> having the gym open. Um, uh, I think it was just even last week. Uh, I, th- I forgot what day it was. It was like one of the first few days that I started training again. I really, it was like, oh. It was the so, Friday, I think, right? Yeah, Friday was the first day, but I think it was even like earlier on this week. I was just like, wow, it's so great to be training again, t- talking with people, being yeah. out there, imparting the the knowledge or the just, it, it, w- it was really good. I, uh, I felt very thankful that I had the opportunity again to go back to the gym. Uh, like I said, I think uh, Good Life is really good. They really took care of us when we were there. Like, um, so... You know, for me, I, I'm I'm happy to have the members come back. Sure, everyone's I'm sorry you can't use sauna. I miss the sauna too. <laughs> uh, I don't really miss the massage chairs, but uh, you know, yeah, yeah, I, I understand. Like, we don't have towel service, but you know, I don't sweat as much anymore either, so I'm okay. Uh, is there anything you want to share with the listeners, any of the no, guests I, that are I possibly just, listening? I know we kind of debunked a lot of things, or yeah. kind of well, talked for, it up. for me, I really thanks. It was it's nice to to chat as well too. Um, you know, I, I like. 
the more people we can help, I think that's a, a really big thing. I think awareness is, you know, knowledge is power. Uh, applied knowledge is even more important. Yeah. Uh, but, but that's the thing, at least if we can get more of the message out there, I think we're on the same point in, in relation to fitness and trying to, you know, improve people's lives because, you know, I think we can. And, yeah. you know, it really just takes sometimes just moving a little bit more that you feel better. Like, like that can change your life. Definitely can, man. Definitely yeah. can. Uh, so I want to say thank you for coming on, man. Thank you, Joe. Uh, I did say to you that I did promise you a little bit of a surprise, and I oh. hope you're uh, not super allergic to something. Hopefully not. Uh, you cool with going back on camp? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go ahead, right. go ahead. Let me know. Twelve minutes, John. That's it. Twelve minutes. <laughs> no, no, I was just talking. Don't worry, man. I was just joking. Um, sure. All right. So, oh shit. Are you allergic to anything? Uh, no. You sure? Yeah. Are you uh, open to drinks? Yeah, what kind of drinks? It's not alcoholic, don't Oh, then, then no. <laughs> no, no, yeah. yeah. Uh, do you want another drink other than No, this? no, no, I'm okay, I'm okay. All right, so okay, I'm going to introduce you. something to you, man. Please. And please uh, I know you mentioned about probiotics yeah, earlier. Yeah. So I want to ask you a question. Have you ever had a kombucha? Uh, no, actually, I haven't. Oh, wow. I, I've, I've heard a lot really? of mixed things on kombucha. You know, I, it's... It's just fermented. What is it again? It's fermented tea. That's it. Yeah, it's fermented So tea. if you've had kimchi, I mean, you know yeah, the benefits I, I of know kimchi. It, yeah, I know the benefits. I just eat kimchi. I don't need to eat kombucha. <laughs> like, I eat it like so often. I have it like at least six times a day. What do you know about it? Um, you, eat kombu- you eat kimchi that much? Yeah. Uh, Holy smokes. It's it's like uh, one of our major sides, right? Okay. So, um, yeah, probably probably at least six times a day. Would you put that on the scale of like rice do you guys eat a lot of rice still at home uh we still eat a lot of rice too okay. like uh rice we still do bread potatoes like but i, I just like kimchi like, okay yeah okay. it just tastes good you guys so. do your own of course no no oh. God. <laughs> we, go, we go to the h is it easy to do it probably is but it's labor it's, it's labor like it takes um because of the time duration it takes how long it takes to actually ferment no, uh, the preparation time. So you, oh, gotta, okay. you, you actually you just got to like chop the cabbage and then like... You have to let it soak. So it's got to sit somewhere. You need a large ve- uh, vestibule. My mom used to use the laundry basket, I think it was, when nice, she was making nice. it. So no, no. Like my mom still makes some. So okay. we get some from her. But then uh, our general stuff, we just go to H Mart because it's a lot okay. easier for us. And like, I haven't been to H Mart, but uh, would really? you compare H Mart to... Obviously, I know it's kind of like TNT, but w- if you had a choice, where would you go? Uh, I go to both actually. I go for Korean stuff to H Mart and okay. uh, for TNT. We go for they, they actually have pretty good like antibiotic hormone free pork and yes. we like the. Uh, they have a couple of other stuff that they don't have at. Uh, so you have to go to both. Well, I don't have to, but I do. I also go to No Frills and then Loblaw. Blah, so yeah. I, I, I shop around a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but I, I like the I like the H Mart. Uh, they have a little bit more Karini stuff. Okay. Um, okay. They have really good organic. Uh, we do a lot of uh, green onions and just Korean culture. So there's a lot of cooking in it. Yeah. They have a really good quality green onion, like uh, that's organic as well too. So and then they have some of the other prepared food that's just Korean. So we cool, <laughs> we cool, cool. there, yeah. Um, yeah. So kombucha. Let's go. What do you know? It do tastes- you want me to kind of taste funky? No, it's just sour. I think it's just I was, that's. I think someone else. I think my wife tried. Oh, I know the rice. Yeah. Okay. So you know rice. Yeah. So yeah. uh, yeah, take a browse. But do you know how to drink it? No. Is there a? Is you just like. There's a bit of a test. So you see that little kind of stuff at the top there. Yes. Because uh, I heard it can go. If it goes bad, you're you're screwed or something. It can so it won't go bad. But that uh, the top there. So I hate to be a kombucha snob, but uh, As that it should be that little skim at the top there. Yeah. Is basically the uh, bacterial. Uh, the active bacteria that's alive in this. Okay. Uh, basically, it's fermented, fermented black tea, flavored however you want it, uh, but shake it around and kind of like get it off the top because it's actually the good stuff. That, that's the stuff you want. That's the stuff you want. Okay. So I, I know you know your fermented foods, man. So you probably know the best of this. No, I don't know. I've never done the kombucha. 
Um, fizzy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not a lot of sugar, which is pretty good as well too. Very I think low. My wife try, like I know my wife's had it with the kids. I just yeah. I just never bother. <laughs> Uh, so I picked flavors. So my goal is to pick flavors for the guests coming on. Oh, I see. And the flavor kind of applies to the person. Oh, this one's spicy, yeah. So it's not spicy. <laughs> this one I didn't get as spicy. Man. Definitely come back for seconds. Actually, I think it's foaming up pretty quickly. So yeah, that's good. Um, do I, I have to let? Do I have to let it sit? Uh, you don't have to let it sit. You oh, can okay. just have it as is. Uh, honestly, the last time I did this with someone, it actually foamed up significantly, just like this. So you can just let it settle and just yeah, let it come I'm gonna back say down. Let it, okay. Um, but I picked the flavor specific to you. So it's hibiscus and rose hips. Oh, rose hips. I know rose hips. Not super sweet, which is nice. Yeah. Um, very good aroma. Actually, if you give it a smell, you can probably smell how clear. Yeah, it's, it it's actually good. really nice. Uh, pick this too, uh, or picked rose hibiscus. Because I think you're kind of like the, the sweet guy. <laughs> The sweet kind of quiet guy that just gets along with everybody and no. just doesn't want to like be no. abrupt at the party. No, no. You're the opposite? No, I'm like a total asshole at the party. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm a shit disturber. I annoy people. Really? Yeah. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Cheers. Okay. Cheers, man. Hope you enjoy it. I will. I will. Go for seconds if you'd like. Well, why not? Some of them are stronger, some of them are lighter, but this is more of a, a lighter side. Yeah, this is really good. It's like a beer without it being beer. Kind of. And yeah. The funny thing is, the longer you let it ferment, it does become alcoholic. Yeah, because it's got the... What, what is the active ingredient? What kind of uh, bacteria is it? It's called a SCOBY. Oh. That's good, though. I like it. It's not bad. Not bad. This one's uh, a little bit more on the, the quieter side, but there's other flavors out there. If you're into it, the ginger ones are really, really strong and really good. They when when do you drink this, it's just like as is, or do you have a specific purpose for when you drink for, this? Okay, so for me specifically, the reason why I got into kombucha world is uh, for gut, my gut microbiome so, yeah, health. Yeah, okay. So I'm trying to be conscious of that. Best time to have this is like first thing in the morning if you can. Mm. But literally any time of day is really good. So it's the first thing in the morning is for like to help build the gut bacteria in the morning? Because basically. It's, because it's, you, it's you basically to get it active and going. It's very mm. similar to like having a, a cold lemon water in the morning. You don't, With a pinch of salt. You could do it with a pinch of salt as well. I know, I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like uh, normally, if you're gonna have cold lemon water, it, it's with a pinch of salt. It helps uh, for was that adrenal fatigue or something like that. I forgot what okay. it was. Um, yeah, just very good in the morning. But it's a lot good. of probiotics, uh, a lot of amino acids, good enzymes, oh, it, organic too? acids. Yep, it's really good for you, man. Really, really good for you. It's, it's basically like a power drink. Is it really, John? Uh, it's not a power drink. It's not a pre workout. I, I don't, it's no pre workout. Well, I don't do pre workout it really anymore. But uh, very good for you, man. Very yeah, I like good it. Tastes good. You're not expecting, don't expect a kick. Like you're not going to get no, no. You know, a Wasn't nice expect- energy kick in the morning or out of it. But you're going to get good B vitamins, good B B12 in there as well. So I have coffee, John. That's why I have coffee. There you go. There you go, man. It's good. I like it. I'll have a little bit more. You it's yours if you want it, man. It's yours if you want it. I don't know how uh, how COVID safe we are being right now. Uh, Sharing the bottle. <laughs> is, is that is that is that a, is that a high probability of uh, like contaminants? No, 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 no. I don't no. think so. No, 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 just messing around, man. That's just messing around. As long as you, you know, don't have COVID, I think we'll be okay. <laughs> of course. Just enjoy, it, man. Hope you yeah. enjoy. Thank you. It's good. I um, it. Yeah, I just want to say thanks for coming on the Manny Project. Uh, for me, it's just kind of learning some stories and getting some stories out there to educate some people that don't know about what they're doing out there. And it's not to be an asshole and saying that, but legitimately, some people just don't know what's happening. Oh out yeah, there. Oh, yeah. It's not their fault, maybe. No, it's not their fault. Could be their situation. Could be things that are happening in their life could be having new kids in their family. Oh, yeah, that's true. But there might be also something that they can pick up that you've said in the last little bit, whether it be some of the training that you did with Darby or whether it be some, like, training modalities oh, or yeah. some different things that you can learn throughout the podcast. Take it with you. 
And similar to what we did that first day at Derby, you probably didn't walk away with everything, but you're going to walk away with something. Something, yeah. It's like one, if you can learn or take away one thing, like, I think, uh, you know, like when, when you're a kid, you think, oh, you're done with school, it's all over. But if anything, if you really want to really progress, you you're still try learning. To learn, try to learn more every day. And, you know, we're in a fortunate place, I think, like right now, because, you know, there's so much information like available yeah. like you could become a master of almost anything if you really wanted to it's just application of that and putting it together i think, I think application of it is the most important yeah. thing though so it, there is a lot of information out there but that's the thing if you don't apply it like i know a lot of stuff but i don't do it <laughs> Probably for good i reason. do the same thing too man i had mcdonald's fries uh, not too long ago oh, yeah. so yeah see mm. i'm telling you man uh, no i still haven't had that I, what did we because we do like one piece of takeout like uh once a week with my family nice nice just so that you know uh, I think we did pizza last week, but the week before we did like uh, this is Korean place called uh, Sunny Dragon, this is the, and that was really good. Is that in uh, the Richmond Hill area? No, that's market? at uh, Steels and Young. Steels Young. Okay, uh, that's not yeah, bad. Yeah, that's not too bad. Um, because, because I think we were going over to my my dad's place and he picked it up, but it was uh, like that's another super fried. What do they do again? Uh, they do Korean Chinese food. Nice. So nice. it's like korean based chinese food sunny dragon sunny dragon it's shout out sunny dragon we want some free food <laughs> <laughs> if you want you want their uh judgment it's like a noodle dish and then they have a whole bunch of other spicy stuff really good yeah nice i think i'm gonna do cravens tonight have you been to cravens, cravens? what's cravens it's uh i guess caribbean food I okay get some uh goat roti and nice no no i guess goat cur- curry goat sorry i almost said goat curry and then i would get slapped <laughs> by all the people uh, curry goat and uh, some, uh, I think some oxtail, or some nice. jerk pork. Are you uh, are you going back to the gym? Oh, you done for the day? Nice. Go home, uh, hang out with the fam. I'm gonna watch. Hopefully, oh no, it's already over. I'm trying to see, uh, I've got into Formula One. Nice, you? Yeah, yeah, wow, got, uh, yeah. Like, did you watch the Netflix show Formula One? Oh, I've heard about it. What's it called again? Formula One. <laughs> I thought no, that was like, one. Was it about um, cars? There was like two brands of cars, like Ford versus. No, no, no that, that's a different one. Oh, okay. there's an actual Netflix series on the drivers called Formula One. Okay. And it, it like, did they talk about, like about a driver each episode kind of deal? Or? Uh, yeah, they they usually did like a team for that day. So nice. I think the first episode starts with Haas, the Haas okay. team, and then. Um, I don't know. It was just it, I got sucked in. And my uh, originally it's a rated mature, so I was just watching about myself. And then my wife and then my kids started watching it. It's mostly just language, right? Oh, okay. Like they're okay. just using the, the every. There's this one. I think he's Scottish. He's the 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 principal or the the chief engineer or whatever you want to call him on uh, Haas. And every other word is just fuck, fuck. <laughs> my daughter started swearing a lot, but uh, it was okay. It was okay. Yeah, like it was. But like it was, it was great because like you really get it's like almost like a reality show docu series. We really kind of get to know the drivers and then tells a little bit about their story. Then you learn more about Formula the team, One, more yeah, about the, the team, team as well too. How the how it works. Uh, have you watched any of Formula One? No, no. It, it's on I'm, this weekend. I'm, I'm not a driving kind of guy. Yeah, me either. But even when it comes to like sports, like nowadays, it sounds weird. But like NHL is coming back, basketball is coming back, all these sports are coming back. You don't care? I care because I'm obviously an athlete, but I just. I'm not as into it right now. It's not like the right timing. No, I see. It sounds kind of weird. No, not really. Not really. It sounds kind of weird, but well, it's. I think it's the environment right now. Like, uh, like yeah, it's it's like um, I empty was watching, stadiums. Yeah, empty stadiums. The baseball was kind of hard to watch. That's uh, fair. Yeah. I'll give that to you, man. Don't worry. Uh, but I still watched it. I still watched it. It was that. It was hard that one game where they lost in the the ninth. Oh, the Jays game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You've seen this new rule with the the extra innings. 
I'm down for that. I'm down for that I'm too. That. I don't think it's fair, but I think it's I'm down for that too. <clears throat> I don't think it's fair, but for the, what they're being asked of yeah. right now, then yes, get the game over with because you need to save your pitchers. pitchers like, yeah. I get it. Oh no, I I think it's a I think it's a good decision for the game. I just don't think it makes it as fair as it was before. Right? It's just not a, like you don't get the same result like you should have. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. whatever. What are you going to do? It's just the way it is. But you should check out the Formula One one. I'll check it out. I'll yeah, check it out. it's a really... Uh, I found it um, as an athlete. When you see the type of training these guys do, um, and, you know, you, you laugh at the guy who does the next stuff, but these are the guys who need it the most. Oh, no, no. Yeah. Especially those drivers, drivers that are yeah. in that car for that long. The G-forces and how they <laughs> come in. Um, yeah. So there's this... Uh, I'll tell you a quick story. So there's a one at England this weekend. So okay. today was qualifiers. Tomorrow is the race. That's typically it, right? Saturday and then the Sunday race. Correct. Or it, there's like a there's, time there's, trial there's, on there's Friday? A, there's a practice. Uh, yeah, there's a practice time trials on uh, Friday. Okay. And then, uh, Saturday is another practice, then qualifying, and then Sunday has... Qualifying sets at the pole positions correct okay yeah the grid position and then uh the race is on sunday so there's this one driver sergio perez and he went to go visit his mom apparently for uh, uh she wasn't feeling well so he flew to mexico he, she, she, she lives in mexico okay. he was in europe and so he came uh he went down there and then he came back and he felt fine but they got tested because they, they had to get tested they get tested like so often are they like bubble kind of uh, deal? They, yeah and once they go into once they get to there they're they're bubbled in like it's always that facility uh, but like he got he he was tested positive or it was inconclusive and then they checked and he was was so, a false positive maybe uh, or is well, it they retested him he was then positive oh, okay so yeah. he, now he's self quarantined but that but there's only twenty drivers in this whole sport that come to Formula One so you got to be in top shape you're in the elite in the elite elite and so this one reserve driver Nico Hulkenberg has been come in to replace him for this weekend only. And I'm assuming he's part of his team or he's he like wasn't. a backup guy? Well, oh, okay. he's like a backup guy. He's a backup okay. guy for Mercedes. And uh, he was saying physically, like he's at least he was in somewhat shape, but he hasn't been in this car. He said like he, the first day, he, 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 he the circumstance is weird. He flew in from wherever he was. I think Germany, he landed in. Uh, they had about four hours to prep him. They had to fix the car so that he sits a little set bit for him. Set for him a little bit. Yeah. And uh, it's funny. I forget during the practice. He goes, hey guys, is it okay if I come out because my right butt cheek is just on fire? <laughs> <laughs> and then he said, oh, like it was great to be in there, but oh man, I'm, I'm so I know I'm gonna feel it tomorrow because just and you can't. It's hard to train. You can't little. practice that kind of G force you unless just, you're actually on the on the unless course. Unless the course, right? So hopefully he does well. He did okay. Not the greatest, I guess, but. I think it was 14th on pole, but uh, interesting. Yeah, that, but it is only 20 guys that race on a consistent basis, so it's like a league Formula, of 20 for Formula One, which is the top tier. Like, like you know, you think of soccer, like you know, whatever City A or sure, like English really, Premier League, yeah, English or like Major League Baseball. Yeah, Major League Baseball. Like, you think of how many guys are on that? This is 20 guys. And then there's F2 and all the other like racing categories after. Okay, but 20. All I know is Lewis. Yeah, yeah, that's he's, all I know. Well, he's been winning for the last six years, so <laughs> it's hard not to know him. He also plays first pole position. <laughs> yeah, he has pole position, so he did really well. He nice. spun out apparently, and then he went. Anyways, so it's, this is uh, my new thing that I watch. The world of racing, eh? Yeah, it's kind of weird. I love. Uh, I really do like driving a lot. So that's cool. Uh, have you ever gone to the K one? K one, no. It's a go karting place down at uh, I think. Is that the one on the four hundred or four twenty seven? No, 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 no. This is uh, it's a Shepherd and. Allen Road area. Oh, I know that area. This is near well. Yorkdale. It's near Yorkdale. K one. It's a. Uh, oh, it's like uh, kind of like Orpheus Roadish, isn't it? 
Maybe no, no. Outdoor it's, recording? It's like Shepard and, Shepherd and it's like Shepard and Dufferin, I guess. Outdoor? Uh, uh, indoor. Hmm. But it's go-karting. It's go-karting, but it's not, uh, it's electric. So it doesn't okay. have that huge gas. I went like for one of my friend's uh, bachelor, my, my brother-in-law's bachelor party. Oh man, it was so fun. Nice. I crushed everybody too. <laughs> it helps being physically fit because like just holding the car. Yes. And taking the turns. You ha- well, you have more control of your yeah. body as yeah. opposed to like you're turning tight into a corner. Your body's like falling all over the place. You have no posture in the car. Yeah, yeah. My biceps were on fire after that too. That was I bet. ridiculous. But it was a great time. It was I a bet. great time. Um, are you a driving enthusiast? I don't even know that you're a big uh, no, driving I like, guy. I don't like cars. I like driving. Like, you like driving? I like if I had a nice car to drive, I would drive it. Probably. But you would, but you would drive stick. No, no. I, oh, really? I don't even know how to drive stick. No, no. Okay. I'm, I'm uh, automatic. You should get. Do you drive stick? No, no, no. no. You should. No one will yeah. steal your car because they don't know how to drive it. That too. Yeah, that but too. no, 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 no stick. If you're a driving enthusiast, that's why I kind of figured you were a stick I, guy or like. I had, a, the, I had the shift tronic on my old Mazda, right? right? So that was like as close to stick as I got. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, it was it was like I I I was very foolish as a young man when I had a car, and I like driving that probably too hard as well too. <laughs> so, anyways, we're all growing men, man. We're all growing men. Well, I don't drive very fast anymore. So. <laughs> Maybe when I get really old. Maybe I, at 5.30 in the morning when you have to get to the gym on time. Oh, it's still far. And it's when so I don't close. call you in the morning at, uh, that there's no one there to open yeah. up the gym anymore. Maybe that happened today, I heard. But <laughs> I'm not going to say anything because, you know, uh, this kind of stuff happens every so often. Yeah. All right, man. Thanks for coming on, dude. Cheers. Again, cheers. Thanks. Again, thank you for coming here post-COVID. It was a pleasure having you. My pleasure. I just want to say, guys, if you guys are looking for a real personal trainer, when I say real, I mean someone that doesn't do the job for five months six months and ends up going to do like online instagram training like if you're looking for a real personal trainer someone that can actually guide you along the way uh raymond good life hillcrest um you can hit him up on instagram would you prefer that or would yeah, you yeah whatever kind of avoid that what's your instagram. uh what's your uh, handle raymond h lee i guess that's it yeah raymond h lee <laughs> I think so. I don't instagram know. hit him up there or you can either uh i don't know if you can actually visit the the club uh, you can make guys. an appointment though yeah okay. or just contact me that's fine just cool. switch go on instagram it's probably the easiest reach out to raymond guys uh honestly he's been there for eight years or so well, and if you just have questions just let me yeah know. if you have questions go ahead sure. but uh honestly he's been there for eight years and personal trainers if they're real they stay they're there for real it's probably true so uh again thank you for coming here man thank you all the best thank you thanks john cheers man cheers